0: These two clubs uh, get ready to duke it out. We're expecting some points on the board. The Cavemen averaged 38.5 points per game. Meanwhile, Valparaiso averages 32 points per contest. Defensively, the Cavemen are giving up 23 points per game compared to 14 for Valparaiso. Those are the numbers. Double the coin toss to has been reenacted down Mishawaka on the field. Will Mishawaka will get the football after the Valpo goal. won the toss and deferred their choice to the second half. So with Greg Smith, I'm Brian Miller. That wraps up our pregame show from School City, Mishawaka. Stand by, play-by-play play action, and kickoff is coming up next here. It's Mishawaka and Valparaiso coming up after this on WSBT.
1: Hey, Michiana, this is Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Do you know mortgage interest rates are at historic lows? Take advantage of these historic low rates and refinance your mortgage to take cash out, lower your term or just flat out lower your monthly mortgage payment call me kevin Putts, at 287-1152 and let me put my 20 plus years of mortgage experience to work for you call today
2: 287-1152
3: kevin putz a first midwest mortgage nmls number one two seven seven three three
2: the home of notre dame football 961 wsbt south bend the sports leader
0: Once again here on 96.1, WSBT, the sports leader, along with Greg Smith. I'm Brian Miller, Matt Embriero, studio engineer. And we're ready for football regional championship. Valparaiso kicking it off here on the turf. A high, deep shot to the five-yard line fielded there by the Cape It is Parker returning yes. the football back to the 15, up to the 20, and then he's cutting back. He goes back inside the 10-yard line and then finally is brought down around the 11, trying to make some room out of really nothing and a little switch up there because Milan Burris and Chaz Hardy have been doing most of the kick returns, but getting your best athlete on the field, Devon Parker is that certain individual and uh, got the kick hit his way, just couldn't quite find the opening he was looking for, so the K-Men will start first and 10, and they're going to mark him at the 11-yard line, first and 10. So the K-Men will go to work. Averaging 398 total yards of offense per game, including 355 on the ground. Behind center, Justin Fisher, the junior standout quarterback, gives it to his fullback, Drew Mason. Yes, he's the workhorse of this K-Man offense. 205 carries, 1,259 yards in the season, averaging six yards per carry, and he Andrew picks Mason up about two and a game. half the on the out. first play from scrimmage as the K-Men will work offensively the we describe it here we're McNeil. looking westbound and the K-men are going second south to north and or left to right K-Men will settle in offensively here facing second down and a eight-yard necessity for first down they'll check the wristbands for a play from the sideline Drew Mason the fullback wideouts to Milan Burris Devon Parker Colin Hayes and the quarterback keeper after the fake from the fullback trying to spin to the outside right and getting about three, maybe four yards as Justin Fisher dropped just past the 15-yard line. K-Men will face third down at about four the and a half. Dylan Dingman on the Up front the for the K-Men, their offensive starter with Tyler Ackerley at center. Flaking him left and right. Jason DeWilkins and Jaden Cmac are the guards, both seniors. DeWilkins 5'10", 285. Cmac is 6'3", 285. Ackerley in the middle, six foot 30, and the Nowacki duo on the outside. It tackles Ethan, the senior, and Dawson, the sophomore. They are the front five for Mishawaka. Man in motion. Back to pass. Fisher over the middle. Oh. Pass is intended for Devon Parker, and a pass play right over the middle, and a penalty flag. Justin It'll be Fisher a first down for down the caveman.
1: That was a really run. nice pass by Fisher.
0: Justin Fisher... On the season, has just attempted 39 passes in 10 football games. 19 of 39 through the air for 399 yards. Six touchdowns, two interceptions through the air. 48% on his completion ratio. But uh, let's see as they're trying to sort things out on this. And now they're going to march it off. Okay.
1: Like Justin a- Fisher uh, uh, ruins the stereotype for option quarterbacks. He he actually throws a lot better than people think, and I'm not just saying that because his dad's sitting to my right, and he's also my boss at John Young Middle School. Although
0: he did say you were walking home, if <laughs> <laughs> something's not, if he had the keys, I don't understand that all, but big, big play for the Cavemen as they go to the air but pick up the pass interference penalty. So it'll be first and ten Mishawaka at the 31-yard line in Caveman territory. We're just underway and scoreless. Fisher under center. Waits for the snap from Ackerley. He will give it inside to the fullback and it is Drew Mason pushing off left side and he'll surge forward to about the 35-yard line for a game of about four. And right
1: now, that's what Mishawaka wants. If they get three, four yards on running play, each down, they're happy with that. That plays right into the hand that they want to conclude with tonight. Valpo
0: defensively. They run with a 4-4-3 look. Mason Jones, Cooper Jones, they are brothers. Cooper, again, we mentioned in the pregame show, this IU Hoosier to be. 6'5", 255 senior. He's the second leading tackler on this team. All-conference player. He is teamed up with Dylan Dingman and Aiden McNeil on that front four. They are tough. It is Fisher. Option pitch to the outside. A little shake and make move there by Chaz Hardy. He's run out of bounds after a, just a very short gain, Just past the 35.
1: Falpho's game plan right now. They're stacking the box. They have everybody up there. If the k can get through the line or break through the perimeter, they, they, it's off to, off to the races. So 9.37 first quarter with the out of bounds play clock stops Ball, here. here In period number one.
0: The winner next week in Summa State play in Class 5A will battle versus Fort Wayne, Dwinger or Zionsville. They are playing also tonight for a regional championship. Fisher fakes oh, nice it, hand. has the first down and more. Oh, and Keeps. It oh, he oh he past the 45 40 to the 50, and then he slips and falls down just past midfield at the
1: 45 He's in, in Balfour territory. Ball. That was an eyelash away from going the distance. Again, just talked about that. They're loading up the box there fisher gets through the line if he keeps his footing he's in the end zone so the cavemen pick up a first
0: down their second first down this one via the rush the other one via the penalty all of our first down sponsored by kevin putz of first midwest mortgage 9 18 first quarter scoreless caveman on the march after getting the opening kickoff starting at their own 11 yard line from the 45 in valpo territory mason the fullback settled behind and we'll get the hand the off. Diesel. Breaks one, breaks two, turns, spins, still in his feet past the 40 to Andrew the 37-yard line, the and a gain of
1: about seven on the play. Andrew Mason had a nice tweet go viral today. Uh, Pat McAfee. I was reading on my way up on Twitter. That was He's kind of interesting a, today.
0: So a gain actually of nine with his forward progress makes it second down and one. Second and one at 8:40, first quarter. K Ben going left to right in their travel. White tops, white pants, maroon helmets, maroon numerals and trim. Of course, our uniform descriptions all season long brought to you by <laughs> Kevin Drazier and BSN Sports. Hand off, fullback, off right tackle. And good they surge. The they needed one, they got about three. Drew Mason. Going to work behind Jaden c and Dawson Nowacki on that side of the offensive line. First down caveman from Kevin Putz, the first bet was mortgage. This is a good start to this football game for the caveman, Greg.
1: Yeah, this is right what they want to do. This is their game plan. They want to chew up some clock, three, four yards of pop. Uh, one thing about the fullback, he's doing an outstanding job this year. Uh, you know, the first guy that hits him doesn't bring him down. So it's the second and third guy, and he, he's really been an asset to this caveman offense this year. Ben will settle
0: in now offensively. Again facing first and 10. From the 33 in Valpo territory. The little counter. counter. They crisscross the backs Hardy, uh, with the fake to the halfback going left to right was Milan Burris, and it actually went to the right halfback, Chaz Hardy, and Hardy squeezes Dylan just Dingler maybe a half a yard out of banking. it. We'll still call it second and 10. No gain, second and 10. Hardy the on the man. season was a reserve, and that was a job that, was held by Connor Addison, but Addison moved to focus mostly on the defensive side. Obviously, he took quite an injury last week with a stinger, but he's back in the defensive starting lineup tonight. And Hardy, since the Plymouth game, has played very well. Little toss pitch out to the, uh, it was a 9-1-1 pitch by Justin Fisher. Outside to Milan Burris, and Burris Burris was was able to get some positive yardage out of a near disastrous play. From a lost yard or two to Shop a pickup of one. Now third down, third and nine, Mitchell third Walker, and This is their first the big third down call of the night. On the season, the cavemen are 53-80 on third down conversions at 66%. That's yes. mighty impressive. Yeah. Meanwhile, Valpo's defense allows only 37% of third down plays to be converted. Well, let's wait and see here. Third down and nine. 6.45 and clock ticks here in our opening period. We are scoreless under center behind Ackerley Fisher fakes it out to the fullback he'll try to spin and curl it up the middle and he's not able to break free other than maybe a yard or two out to the 31 yard line they'll call it a pickup of two it'll be fourth down Mishawaka
1: there was a nice hole there for a second but their D line's very athletic and constricted that shut it down in a hurry
0: the rest of that defense for Valpo, Pete Croson, Mason McNullen Nate Kraft and Colin Kielkowski, Sophomore, junior, junior, and senior across the foursome of the linebacking corps with Nolan and Johnson, the center fielder at free safety, Cole Kolsky and Joel Fusell are the quarterbacks. Back to pass little slant over the middle. The pass was deflected on the defensive line by the right man, I believe Digman or Jones got a paw on it. The pass was intended for Devon Parker. Caveman went for it on fourth and eight and come up empty. If that deflection doesn't happen, he's got a connection with Parker. Parker had the inside beat, or the inside track rather, and was open. He did. I agree with you there, Brian. He had the inside track. They're playing man due
1: to the fact that they've got six or seven guys up on the line every play, so they're manning up on the corners and he did get the inside track that's good coaching vikings will go to work now offensively
0: with tommy junior Birch, quarterback logan lockhart he is the the kind of the manager if you will and the uh, the engineer of this valparaiso offense that features tommy burby the all-state tailback who was out last week due to vineyard injury hayden exactly vineyard stepped job. in ah. Another day at the office, 35 carries, 280 yards and three uh, scores against Laporte, as this team scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to break a tie and win 35-21 in a sectional championship at Kiwanis Field. Little toss sweep, Locker out to the outside right, breaking one tackle around the 32, and surging forward to the 30-yard line. That toss sweep to Burby one more time, and he gets about three yards out of it. It'll be third down, third down and seven. Fordoppel, 5.10 to go. Seven for the so the Cavemen used the first six minutes of the quarter. I was going to
1: say, yep. They did. And it would have been if they can get a turnover here, that will make up for them not scoring on that possession. Um, this is a key third down for the Cavemen.
0: Vikings in their huddle. Now they will come to the line of scrimmage. As a unit, they hit 42% of their third down conversions offensively. Shotgun snap. Pass. Locker looking left, throwing left. Has his man. It is Blake Worthington for the first down. Logan out past Logan the pass, 40 43 up to the 44. First down. Needed seven. He got about ten on the play. And we a first down from Kevin Putts and first to us mortgage. The, the
1: Vikings advance the chains near midfield. Quick three-step drop there. Timing that they take the D-line rush out of the play. That was a good play for Valpo up front for the Mishawaka defense, sporting a
0: 4-3-4 look tonight for Matt Lewinsky, the defensive coordinator. Bo Brown and Tyler Fair are the starting defensive ends. Gavin Eggendorfer, <laughs> Aaron Frayling, and also Taylor, or Tanner Parmalee rather, are the defensive middlemen.
3: And a left-hand run of. once
0: again for Tommy Burby. Burby is very deceiving because yeah, yeah. from the waist to the legs, he looks pretty skinny. You get chested up,
1: He's built like a a Marine. You know, he's pretty agile. There too, making two cavemen miss. We missed two tackles on that, two different guys. So Burby
0: on another first down carry out to the 44-yard line in Mishawaka territory. Shotgun formation. Lockhart takes it, gives it inside to Burby. Big hole as he surges past the line of scrimmage. The 40 up to the 34-yard line, or 36, rather, dropped after a pickup of about seven, eight, actually nine yards with forward progress. Kanan Jewett made the tackle for Mishawaka. So Kanan Jewett on the stop. He's coming from the free safety position. Michilwaukee secondary has certainly gotten better, and the defensive stats have kind of evolved with Milan Burris, the leading tackler, and Chewitt, yep. the second leading tackler, as you look at the defensive stats for this K-Man football team. Juggled snap, Lockhart in the shotgun formation with a little inside handoff. we got a late flag. Maybe a broken play, but Tommy Burby on the offensive rush needed about a yard Tommy and a half. The ball, got about two, the flag on the field. but again, the penalty flag that Greg mentioned and the officials and stripes are sorting things out here at 329 in period. Number one, worst score, that's from Valparaiso. The 7-0 Valpo Vikings. Yes, just seven games. They had three canceled. Check out four canceled due to COVID-19. Personal foul against Valpo. I didn't see it. uh, Bill Marshall's going to ask because I'm not sure he saw it either. Head coach for Valpo in his third year on the near sideline. Our position here at Viking Field, A, is outside. Need I say more on a (laughs) 36-degree night? Or actually 32-degree night at kickoff? And... And the fact that we are high, high, high atop the, uh, the bleacher area, we're, we are down around the 25-yard line, which is now on the, the Mishawak end of the field.
1: Yes, so. I'm, I'm, you know, where's Dave Coyle, the ex-head coach, when I need him? I tell you, when I came here, Dave Coyle and I used to exchange shirts, we'd have a friendly handshake, we'd talk business, and then we were enemies for the next four quarters. About and then when the hours. game was over, yep, when the game was over, we got together again, clinic together. Um, I miss Dave Coyle, I, especially right now. I, he's the kind of guy that brings us some coffee right about now.
0: now where are your friends, Greg? <laughs> Come on now. I did warn you for all the fame and fortune you were going to get tonight, <laughs> along with, with uh, no heat, and we were sitting outside. So after a conversation with the nearside head coach, Bill Marshall for Valpo, and a conversation with uh, both sets of captains, the marched-off yardage puts now Valpo in a first-and-ten mode, but a penalized set of yards back to the 47-yard line the and middle. the inside handoff to Tommy Burby. He's the workhorse at 6'2", 175. 116 rushes coming Bartley. in, 867 net yards, 10 touchdowns, seven and a half seven yard average per rush. Oh, and by the way, he's caught six balls for 37 yards this year as well, so he's definitely a double threat. In fact, every running back for Valpo has at least two catches this year out of the backfield, along with receivers that have caught 9, 7, and 4 as far as the starters are concerned. Second and 7, shotgun snap. Again, the little handoff there by Lockett. Furby, the and nothing fancy, smash-mouth football between the tackles, and they'll push it past the 45 to the 44-yard line.
1: It Valpo has a lot of weapons, offensively and de- defensively. If you look at them around. on paper, it's really a scary game with their size and their speed. Uh, But the Cavemen are doing a nice job handling them right now. Cavemen up front with Tanner Parmalee standing ready right over the football.
0: As the Vikings break the huddle, they will employ two receivers to the far, far right side. One is a slot and another wide out near left. Back to pass. Locker looking left. Looking over the middle. Throws over the middle. Nice pass is deflected out of the hands of Cooper Jones.
1: What a hit by a K-Man a defender. I think it was, was uh, number four, Jones. is Kane that Kaneman? That would be
0: Kaneman Jewett on that hit. Just timed it perfectly as the IU Hoosier product. Cooper Jones could hang on to it and he got popped by Jewett. That'll make it fourth and six. And let's, by see by what, let's, let's see, they see what need Valpo does here offensively. Looks like they're the going to line kid. it up for a possible field goal, or will they try a punt here? Looks like they're going to go into punt formation. They've got a great kicking game with Lee and Shepard. Yes. Shepard is a weapon with a 40-yard average, 39.8 nice snap. yards per punt, and he will boom this one with nobody back deep for the caveman. It'll take a huge turf bounce at the 15 and roll inside the 5, down, yeah, the down floor. to the 4.
1: Yard line, nice punt by Valpo, but it's a great stop by the Cavemen. And again, came in with a minute 59 left in the first quarter I think they're probably happy that they didn't let them score but they're eating clock and I know that's what they want to do but they're going to have to come out of this offensive possession to make something happen. So the Cayman will go to work. We've got a minute 59 to play
0: in our first quarter. We are scoreless with a couple of teams here that average 32 points per game. That is Valparaiso and Mishawaka who 38 points per contest. Sooner or later, the offense will probably get on track, but right now the defenses are doing a great job.
1: Yep. Devon Parker's on the field
0: Parker start a, this series. Parker's a wideout to the near right-hand side. Two wings. Fullback is Mason, and it is Fisher on the keeper. Breaks a tackle. Ooh. Out past the 10. He dives forward. Justin Just short of the first Fisher down. Has a really nice ball. hole open over on that right side with a pulling Jason Seamack and a very
1: good block yeah, there on he's the he's offensive he's side he's by Ethan like Nowacki. One thing, the men, the, if they're patient, they'll have a really good chance at scoring on these drives because so they're, they're loading the box, Valpo's loading the box, and again, every time they get past the interior alignment, they're gaining yards. Uh, they just have to be patient and let things take their course.
0: Under 90 seconds to go first quarter. Caveman Fisher takes the snap. He will dive off left side, and he will get a good block from his fullback, caveman. Drew Mason, to open enough real estate for the first down, first down out past down the 15 up. to the 16. Gate of four. So they'll advance the change and another caveman first down. Each one this season and all season long sponsored by Kevin Putts of First Midwest Mortgage. Caveman first and 10 at their own 16-yard line. Again, hanging star on that great, great punt by Valparaiso special teamer Liam Shepard. We'll talk more about his kicking abilities later in this contest. It could be a really big weapon for Valpo. Faking on the motion was Chaz Hardy and the little inside wrinkle handoff to Drew Mason. Mason, Mason the and the, the taco truck, Drew Mason, pushes he forward for about anybody. a yard Cooper there. Jones, Second, McNeil. down, and 9 yep. We're under a minute to go, down to 42 seconds. And ticking here from Viking Field. You know, one of the things... My wife pointed out to me today, following the caveman on the Twitter and the caveman football moms group and so forth, uh, the emotions for some of the senior moms starting to settle in. So oh. this obviously a very, very tough time. And the inside handoff, or fake of Justin the handoff, Richard rather, rather and keeper by home. Justin Fisher, Fisher surges past the 20, it takes it out to about use. the 24, but they'll say his knee touched down at the 22, so hmm. a pickup of about three. It'll be third down, and that will be the final play of our first quarter. The final seconds tick off, and we'll take a break here. 12 minutes of football are in the books, and we are scoreless in this regional championship on WSBT. Our score, Valparaiso, Walker, scoreless the after 12 Michoelaka minutes. Daniel, Second quarter we'll action be next. Be Stay well. tuned here to ninety-six-one, WSBT, the sports leader. We turn the page to corner number two along with Greg Smith and or Greg Perf Street. Smith is one of your fans just uh, text you. I'm Brian Miller. After one, we we're scoreless. Other games on the U.S. Sidecrafter School Board. In the other 5A regional that feeds into our semi-state, Scienceville at home, leads Dwanger in the early first quarter. 6-0 Marion at Calumet, up 13-zip in the first quarter, and Mishawaka Marion looking to continue their unbeaten season. So after the quarter break, Cavemen will That's switch sides and go right to left, and they will go with an inside carry by Justin Fisher, and Fisher getting down, uh, about 7 yards, needed 6 on third and 4, and surges forward up uh, to the 27-yard line. Greg, your thoughts of the first 12 minutes?
1: I, I'm pretty impressed right now. I'm happy the way uh, the defense came out. I was a little worried uh, watching them this year, but they have gotten better each game. Uh, being a defensive, court, past defensive coordinator, that, that's the first thing I look at. And uh, I am impressed with them right now. As long as they can keep it up, we're going to be all right. Toss sweep to the outside of the right halfback, Chaz Hardy, and Hardy is bounced keep off okay. the turf, passing
0: Chaz 30 Hardy. to 31, but a gain of four. Hardy averages about nine yards per carry. He's used in limited times, times, but certainly what a weapon. With his size, he's hard to find. He's shifty, and he is lightning quick. Although, my only argument is he's not wearing his pink cleats.
1: Yeah. I I, I I like the pink
0: cleats because I can find him
1: anywhere (laughs) on the field on game night. Yep. He is little, but he he's strong. Pound for pound, he's a really strong running back, and the cavemen have been using him more and more as the season goes on.
0: Second and six after the Hardy rush, this time with Justin Fisher Oh, nice keeper. block
1: by Hardy there.
0: And that block freed throw, Fisher up, right up for yardage past the 35 to about the 36 or 37, defending on forward progress. It'll be third down and very short yardage, 31 to be exact. As we're a minute into our second quarter, we're scoreless us here between 7-0 and old Valparaiso and the 7-3 winners of seven straight Mishawaka cavemen. Had some interesting stats that we talked about in our pregame show. But you wonder as there's a timeout whistled on the field. Four and they're going to measure. But one of the stats that jumped out at me looking at some of the numbers is if you take the competitive or the, the comparative schedules and the opponents' records, the caveman opponent record through their seven and three seasons has been 51 and 39. Valpos opponents and their combined record schedule, if you will, is 26 and 43. Wow. Well, certainly, certainly some of that uh, real estate is all made up based on the very fine seasons by the ones called Marion, Elkhart, and uh, those were the first two opponents. And don't forget the Warsaw Tigers, who were the only three teams that beat these cavemen. And since that Warsaw loss back on September 11th, the cavemen have uh, ran off seven straight wins, and more importantly, not just picking up wins, getting better every single week.
1: Yeah, if I was uh, coaching against the cavemen, we, that's what we would call a dangerous team. They were getting better. Uh, they were the best 0-3 team. In out of the there. state, no doubt yeah. about it.
0: After the measurement, third and about a half a yard. Fisher turns, hands off. They'll blast off right tackle. Guess who? It's the fullback, the diesel, Drew Mason. Drew
3: Mason up the middle. For I've Mishawka. got to get at least
0: five Drew Mason diesel mentions in for Vince Dario <laughs> tonight.
3: Right. First down, Dylan, ding we we want to
0: send out a little shout-out to his daughter, too. I believe it's Chloe broke her arm in gymnastics yesterday. I saw a photo. It's not pretty. It it looks like a football injury on the gymnastics mat, but we hope that she's doing well. I know Vince uh, was torn about uh, being here tonight, and uh, Greg Smith jumped in. You you agreed to this before I told you we were going to be outside, of course, yes. but uh, <laughs> we appreciate your pitch in. And on first down, Cavemen will go the with the Fisher keeper, and the quarterback taking the snap from Tyler Ackerly going off left side behind Jason Wilkins and company, and he'll surge Dickowski. forward for about four, maybe five yards. It'll be a gain of four, we'll call it, second and six, 10-18 first quarter. We are scoreless. The Cavemen had the ball for just around six minutes in the first possession, Failed on a fourth down pass play. Valpo got the ball, moved the ball, but was forced to punt and had the ball down to the minute 59 mark in the uh, first quarter when they punted the ball to Mishawaka, who started this drive at their own 11-yard line. Second six, Fisher fakes the inside handoff, fakes He's the it. outside pitch, keeps Justin it, and past the again. midfield stripe the ball. over the 50-yard line to this the Valpo Mishawaka 48 for a first down really nice run and more importantly great
1: fake carried out by fisher
0: and his two running backs
1: again cayman are showing great patience uh getting through the interior line mixing it up a little bit here between the diesel and fisher there you go Um, but it's it's it's, uh interesting right now to see if we can stay patient and keep marching the ball down the field
0: first down there from kevin putts and first midwest mortgage just past the equator and they'll call it at the 48-yard line again in Valparaiso territory. Caveman going right to left as we describe the action. Fisher under center. sends Milan Burris in motion. Counter. Little crisscross of the backs and the handoff to Chaz Hardy his second Chaz rush. Hardy and he pushes ball. it out just past the 45-yard line for a pickup for of reasons. about three.
1: Being I'm really three, impressed with the cavemen right now, too. If you look at Valpo, they're loading the box, and Kmen are still getting three, four yards a pop. Uh, and if you look at the size of these guys, they, there's some work being done in there.
0: Some incredible size, no doubt, with <laughs> Dylan Digman 6'3", 240 on that, off, on that defensive line, rather. Cooper Jones, 6'5", 255. That's just a couple of the specimens. Wide out to the far right. Double wings as in the halfbacks, and there'll be Milan Burris in motion, but the inside fullback handoff of Drew Mason, Mason, the workhorse. The Again, the Mason, last year with 120 carries, 592 Cooper yards. This year, Greg Smith, 205 yards, or 205 carries, rather, so basically doubling his, his, uh, his uh, efforts, 1,259 yards. Certainly, we talked about him getting bigger yep.
1: and heavier but stronger. And he's just running like a man possessed. You know, it, it, in checkers, we can be playing checkers, and he's the kind of guy you want on your team because he's going to try to compete with you at any level.
0: Competitor, yes. Yes. That's Third it. and four after that six-yard pickup. Inside handoff, fake. Mason just is going be fake. Close to and the keeper by Fisher on the very methodical They're offensive possession continues. Yes, Needed
1: stop. four. First Got 4.1 one yards. Yeah, it was close, but the official said, go ahead and move the stakes.
0: Unlike the NFL games where we have to replay and see the video replay of every <laughs> other play,
1: <laughs> yeah. I wondered if anybody else felt like that. Uh, last week I was watching NFL, and I think the last two minutes of the game was probably about fifteen. Or the Notre
0: Dame games. Yeah, that game that too. Yeah. Two. So now first and ten came in from Kevin Putz and First Midwest Mortgage, and a stoppage in play. A quick timeout by Time Keith out. Kinder. Coach Keith Kinder did not like something yeah, he saw this. as they got ready to snap Mishawaka. the ball in first and ten, so the K-Men will burn their first time out. We'll do the same. 7.38 to go here in our first half. Mid-second quarter, we're scoreless. Valparaiso Massachusetts and Mishawaka, a 96-1, WSBT, the Get sports faster. leader. Back here at Viking Stadium and the timeout taken by Keith Kinder and your Mishawaki Caveman. Let's get a couple of updates for you for this high school football Friday night. Regional championship rounds on the U.S. Sign Crafter scoreboard. In class 5A, now in the second period, down 6 nothing. Fort Wayne Dwanger has bounced back on the road to lead Zionsville by a 14 6 count. Elsewhere over at Ricefield and Elkhart in class 6A, after one period of play, Meriville from the Newland Conference, like these Valparaiso Vikings, Meriville leads undefeated Elkhart. It's the Pirates 7, the Lions no score. And at Calumet in class 3A mid second quarter, Mishawaka Marion has opened up. With the hat trick and a 21 0 lead on the road. So after the K Man timeout, let's see what they like to do with a wide out far right. Fisher faking to Drew Mason tries to yeah, slither the to the outside, th- and, the side, the and that was well, well read by the Valparaiso defense. Mason, a whole McCullin host of green inning. jerseys around the play, including Hayden Vineyard from the backfield and Dylan also Dingman from tackle, that Dillon, outside right tackle D- spot.
1: Second and eight for the Caveman. So a
0: two-yard pickup by the Caveman Q- that was QB. That's a tough two-yard pickup. He had to <laughs> earn it on Fisher's season. 180 yeah. yards, 1,334 yards. That's via the ground on an average of seven yards per carry. Fisher oh, wow. and company will go to work now. Double wings. That is one man in motion. Milan Burris he will keep it in. Fisher will get the first down past the 30 to the 26 yard George, line. George Fisher needed to get to the 27. And for yeah, that down. forward surge picks up nine.
1: And right now the cavemen are executing their game, right now, the executing their game plan. Getting the first downs and eating up clock along the way. Nolan Johnson was so also. right now the tackle.
0: cavemen will send Devon Parker as a split end wide to the right. Cavemen also on the offensive line one two three four five six adding a extra offensive lineman or tackle there so going with just one wide out and two halfbacks and now fisher will take the snap gets to the outside breaks the tackle first Another down first pass down of 20 to the 15 pitcher. and has the Over first down to down to
1: the 14. pick up of a dozen great great effort Keep by fisher there but also showing patience for the Cavemen, sticking to the game plan not getting dis- discouraged going inside. Especially after the
0: stop two snaps ago, they shut them down a, a very short, maybe one two-yard gain. And since then, a nine-yard and a nine-yard-plus uh, pickup. Yeah. So first and ten from the 14-yard line. The first down brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest, first Midwest Mortgage. Burris in motion. Handoff right up the gut. Fullback Drew Mason, Mason will get Mason some black and blue yardage out to the 13, up to the 12-yard line. A game of a very hard-earned three.
1: Dylan second Mabel, down, down, second and seven.
0: Clock ticking away here in second period action. 5-40 and ticking.
1: Cavemen changing the strength of their formation here.
0: And you might note in the keys to success in our pregame conversation with Coach Keith Kinder from Mishawaka, limiting the number of possessions. And this is only the second possession for the cavemen, the third overall in this game. Fisher takes a snap. We'll go full back again off left tackle, and, and they'll Drew push Mason forward with Drew Mason. And Mason passed the 10. Down inside the nine, almost to the eight. Gain him just about three and a half. So now third down and four. Third and four. 5-0-5 yeah, uh, uh, to go. And the k just churning out offensive. Yardage, that offensive line, Ackerley at center, Jaden C-Mac, Jason DeWilkins, Ethan Nowacki, Dawson Nowacki, uh, Nathan Watt, they have done a superb job tonight and all season long.
1: Both teams have two sets of rather large brothers. That's got to be some kind of... Stat somewhere. We'll let you, Maybe the grocery bill. We'll let you dig into the uh, into <laughs> the uh,
0: insights on the family trees. And meanwhile, Keith Kinder and the Cavemen will burn their second time out here in this second period. So, 4:38 remain in our opening half. We're scoreless. Cavemen and Vikings back features. after this on WSBT. Mishawaki Cade Football brought to you in part by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Contact Mary Veg in South Bend, or Kimberly Thibodeau in South Bend. They are both eager to serve you. That's Edward Jones making sense of investing. So after the timeout by the Cade their second timeout here burned in the last about two and a half minutes of this period, knocking on the door here on a third and four play. But they're in the red zone now. Fisher takes a snap, drops back kind of like a quarterback draw, if you will, and he will search forward to the five-yard nice line. Yes needed yardage uh, to the tune of third and four needed uh, four got about three just short of the ten it'll be fourth down and one no doubt the cavemen in four down territory here and also looking to get on the scoreboard fourth and one for the cavemen greg in this situation do you dare all of a sudden take a shot at the end zone with a throw or do you stick with what you've done
1: well i I think they're a little more conservative now. I know in the past few years with a guy that I used to coach with, he would do that. Fisher takes a snap, goes to the outside, has the first down, needed one,
0: got four, inside the three, down to the two.
1: First and goal to first go, Caveman. Again, I'm, all I'm really impressed with the Caveman offensive line right now. Hey,
0: man.
2: Jack Cooper, they're doing a nice job.
0: Because this Valpo defense, very stingy on the season. They yes. threw seven games, giving up just 14 points per game, allowing just 107 yards rushing per game. And I'm sure Mike Fisher's stats can tell us how close to that we are, but uh, we, we might have already surpassed their average. And they came in at 340 before halftime, trying to break this scoreless. Goose Egg will go to work. Fisher takes a snap. Outside right. Touchdown touchdown, caveman. caveman.
1: Running in from two and a half yards out,
0: Justin Fisher. And the caveman draw first blood. They lead it six to nothing. And what a hush over the near side, Valparaiso Viking fans. While a very good gathering from Mishawaka celebrates the first
1: points of this football game. And now, point after conversion for Connor George. Another benefit to that caveman drive is, again, Ryan, there's three minutes and 33 seconds left to halftime. Balfels touched the ball one time.
0: So point after conversion, Fisher will hold. Connor George on the PAT, waiting for the snap. High snap, heavy rush. It is a little high floater that goes just wide right.
3: Connor George, Connor George
0: didn't good. hit it Mishawaka quite solidly enough. Zero. And the ball floated on a short kick just wide right, so the point after conversion is failed. Timeout 0 on the field. 3.33 before half. Mishawaka draws first blood. They lead Valparaiso 6-0. We're back with the ensuing kick after, after this on WSBT. Mishawaka 6 Valparaiso no score at 333 to go in our first half. And now Connor George will approach it, and he will pound a high floater to the center field area field at the 13-yard line, about 4 to 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. One man to beat, and Valparaiso is going to tie this football game as go on the distance is Tommy Burby.
1: Touchdown on the special teams kickoff. That's not what the caveman wanted there after a nice drive on offense. A nice stop by the defense earlier. Just nine seconds.
0: Double check that, just 12 seconds. The extra point. After the caveman scored and had burned up basically eight and a half minutes. And Valpo scores in Lightning quick fashion on the kick return. Now the point after conversion. Liam Shepard is lethal in PATs. 25-27, make it 26-28. of Time out Liam on the Shepard field. Getting so getting the started. kickoff Valper returned Shepard. by Valpo. 78 yards for the score. Time out on the field. 321 to go before half. Valpo 7, Mishawaka 6. We're back after this on WSBT. Well, along with Craig Smith... I'm Brian Miller. So if you stepped out just for a millisecond, and it was 6-0 Caveman. Well, it was 6-0 Caveman at 333 first quarter. But at 321 until halftime, Tommy Burby, thanks to an 88-yard kick return,
3: along with caught Curry.
0: that ball on the run and found two seams, one in the middle and then one to the outside right, and nobody from Mishawaka could catch him. The kick return. That is the first special team's kick return of the year for Valpo. And now they have, with the point after conversion by Liam Shepherd, have a 1.76 lead. That point after conversion miss a little, mo- uh, a few moments ago, looms rather large right now. Yeah. It is Shepard with the approach. He will. Boot this one high. It'll be booted deep. And at the one-yard one line, yard brought forward line. by Parker. Parker at the 15. High nice step 20. 25. The Take line. and make move. Cuts back to the middle. 30. 35. 40. And nice Russell out of bounds. Back. What a Parker great kick to return. To a gutsy one. And I'm not sure one the coaching staff no, would have liked <laughs> by one and only Devon Parker. Yeah, what yeah. a great run and kick return there for the k That man. was a
1: great return. But I'll tell you, I'm more impressed with a kick. When you have a high school kid that can put the ball... On the one-yard line. Consistently. Yes. That's pretty impressive because that's trouble. A lot of people don't know if it's going in the end zone or not. And that one there, they had to run out. That was a perfect kick. So
0: Devon Parker had thoughts of his sixth touchdown of the season right there. He's... Scored via the rush once and through the passing game four times. But boy, oh boy, that was a great kick return that sets the K-man up with fine, fine field position just shy of the 40. They'll mark him with the Mishawaka 38-yard line, first and 10. We've got 3.12 to go before halftime. Fisher will take the snap. Option pitch. Outside Milan Burris. Cuts back in. Great block by Hardy. Still on his feet up forward yes. to the 45 and knocked down at the 46. Yeah, Again, I'm the
1: continuously impressed by this little size of Chaz Hardy and how he blocks pound for, for pound. He is a tough kid. You get you do. the money's worth. He's only going to get better being a sophomore out there competing at this level.
0: Clock ticks away at 246 here in our opening half. After a scoreless first quarter of play, Mishawaka and Valpo Duke in and out now with the Vikings on the kick return, leading 7-0, and the k are going to be hit with a false start. Penalty flag coming from way, way, way back in the backfield, and that is just their first penalty of the night. And on the season, the k have been hit for 47 penalties up till uh, game time tonight for 365 yards, I guess one yard for each day of the year. <laughs> Officials having a very lengthy chat. And we remind you all that is taking place at k-man Football, brought to you in part by Fisher's Barbecue and Catering. Make your Thanksgiving dinner a little better this year by having Fishers of Mishawaka smoke your turkey. Call to reserve your space in their smoker before November 21st. Greg Smith, what was our call by the officials?
1: That's what I'm trying to figure out right
0: here. Are they trying to figure it out too? Maybe. Second down and three. That's what
1: the scoreboard shows. I think they're picking up the flag and they wanted to, yeah, fix the clock is what he was signaling there.
0: So the penalty flag ultimately is not a penalty, but now we get the clock in sync and the cavemen will try to get back in sync down by one with a second and three play from their own 45. Going right to left, Fisher under center. Sends a man wide out. Inside, the little fullback hit. A penalty flag comes Mason pounding the to the turf as Andrew Mason gets it, it out to the 50-yard line. But right in the middle of the offensive lineman pileup was the, the penalty flag, and you've got to Johnson guess, probably a hole. Although anything's possible in that heap of manatee. And let's see what the official in the white hat will tell us. A chop block. chop block. block below the waist against the Feel caveman. Like block knees against Mishawaka. So the caveman will be penalized after that nice run by fullback Drew Mason. And the clock stops at 2.28 here before halftime. Yep. So they'll mark it back from midfield. The spot foul will take it back to the 35, 36-yard line. That certainly changes the complexion from third and short to now second down at about second 13. and about 13. 13
1: for the caveman. Yeah. That's definitely going to hurt the Cavemen. I think a timeout's in. being called, or is that by the official? Let's wait and
0: see. Meanwhile, the Cavemen are lining up for one of their first times tonight with two wideouts. This time they will go back to their conventional Elijah Marshall and Colin Hayes set up, and a penalty against Mishawaka. Back-to-back penalties now.
1: Incorrectly marked off. They added another five yards. I'm assuming it was a 15-yard penalty.
0: On the top block. Yes. For the so a correctable error. And now man in motion. Fisher, little screen. Near side pass cut on the run. Milan nice Couple key blocks. Breaks a tackle up to the 50 yard line as he gets That's the first a down. A gain deep of deep 19 on the breath. play. Nice little out pass there Colin, by Justin Fisher. Yeah. And finding Milan Burris. It's a really up. nice blocking downfield by Colin Hayes for the caveman. So that will get the chains moved forward, and that's a very pleasant, pleasant view for the k after a couple of negative yards plays. uh, Some of that on the penalties. But certainly they're moving the chains now, and the first down is the midfield equator at the 50-yard line brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Fisher with the inside fake, and he will try to slither to the outside right, and Fisher on the quarterback keep surges forward for about three from the midfield stripe, at a minute 40 to go, and and counting, he picks up three.
2: Caveman trailing by
0: one, we're at 90 seconds to go. Mishawaka with one timeout remaining in the half. Valparaiso has their full pocket full of three. Caveman will employ two receivers right, one receiver left, Fisher rolling out. Play action, throwing underneath coverage, and coming back to the football, Devon Parker, Dolph caught it, but the official says it touched the turf, so it goes incomplete. Incomplete. Third and seven. So the incompletion does stop the clock, but the incompleted pass there on second down, on second and seven, goes for not.
1: Third and seven for the Cavemen here. This will be an interesting play.
0: So the Cavemen will go back, very brief huddle, head back to the line of scrimmage now with Devon Parker is the split-in left. Little toss sweep outside right. Milan Burris with a blocker. Has the first down past the Milan 40 burst. to Milan the 38-yard right line.
1: What was that stat you said earlier, Brian? On third down, it was pretty impressive by the cave Sixty-six. They yeah, they're 66. continuing that streak. Mishawaka.
0: Percent this year on on. In fact, for third and fourth down, Mishawaka has been also impressive. Koku they Koku were Koku. coming 80 into 80 action tonight. Fifty-three of eighty on third down. That's sixty-six percent. And on fourth down, Mishawaka this year, fifteen of nineteen. That is a red-hot seventy-eight percent. So now Mishawaka with a fresh set of downs. First and ten with a minute eight to go in the first half. That first down brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. Rolling out. Little floater over the defenders. Malon catches at the 35 to the 30 and pushed out of bounds. Just shy of the 25-yard line.
1: A gain of a dozen. And another Mishawaka first down from Kevin Putz and First Midwest Mortgage. That was an impressive pitch and catch there by Fisher and Milan Burris. If you can't throw it through out, them, throw it over them. Yeah, he was rolling out against the grain. It was it was a very hard throw to make, just lofted it up there. Milan Burris came down with it and got the first down.
0: Well, the K-Ben will go back to work looking at the wrist guard, checking that play, signaling it from the far sideline. They will employ two wideouts to the far right. That is Parker and Milan Burris wide out to the near left side is colin hayes fisher back to pass looking over the middle passes bobbled and in and out of the hands intended for colin hayes incomplete he was a cutter coming from the left and cut right down the middle of the 20 and the ball colin hit off his hayes hands incomplete. but he just couldn't hang on incomplete so they'll make it second down incomplete pass to stop the clock 58 ticks to go in the half it's seven six valparaiso mishawaka trying to either get within field goal range or certainly putting the ball in the end zone Before halftime, both these teams with seven-game win streaks. Valpo seven and zero. The Cavemen seven and three, rolling out with pressure. Pump fake. Fisher will throw it, and the officials look down the field. And for a moment, I thought maybe you might see the yellow hanky with a grounding call.
3: But instead, uh, all hankies left in the pocket.
0: Good news for the Cavemen and for Justin Fisher in that incompletion. He had to throw it away. He had some major backside pressure from Cooper Jones and the Valpo Rezo Viking defense. Clock stop, 52 seconds. Again, Mishawaka Traley 7-6. The 88 yard kick return by Tommy Burby has been the difference. Milan Burris in motion, toss sweep, back to pass, gonna air it out, throws into no man's land, and is intercepted. Nobody there but the Viking defenders pick and brought back across the far sideline to the the 20 yard line. The interception there
1: for Valparaiso, and I believe number 18, Cole Cole Koselke. There was some confusion on that play, Brian. Uh, There was nobody there. Yeah, the receiver wasn't aware of the play that was called. (laughs)
0: Or didn't go to where the ball was to be thrown or something. But Cole Kolsecki comes up with his first interception of the season. Basically a free ball fly ball that was caught right at the goal line. And Kosoki brought it back 18 yards before he was run out of bounds. And now with 42 seconds left in the first half. Milan Burris' equivalent of a punt. First pass of the season goes intercepted. And now... The Vikings with the inside handoff, and they're going to go to their bread and butter man, tailback Tommy Burby. Came in, we're in a
1: prevent there, all spread out, just trying to keep the ball in front of them.
0: And Valpo burns the first of their three timeouts here in this half, so they'll burn number one here with Burby getting the first down from around the 18-yard line out to the 34, and that's where the play will set up on first and 10 for Valpo when we return. Timeout Valparaiso with our score, Vikings 7 Cavemen 6. This is the high school football Class 5 a regional championships on WSBT. So after the timeout, taken by Valpo offensively, going try to milk this clock and work every final possible second to add to their one-point lead, 7-6. So behind center, in the shotgun formation, Logan Lockhart, junior quarterback. He is the engineer of this Valparaiso offense that averages 32 points per contest and now after a lengthy wait, we will have the snap of the football. Locker drops straight back, looking right, looking right. Throws a sidearm delivery to the near side at the 45 yard line intended for Blake Worthington. Worthington. Incomplete. Incomplete. Worthington the leading receiver for this Valparaiso football team. It's the second time they've looked his direction. And this one goes incomplete, second and 10. From the Valpo 34-yard line between the hashes. And now 31 seconds. These 31 seconds can't tick off the clock fast enough if you're a Mishawaka Caveman fan back home in the Prince City.
1: Yeah, right now Valpo has two timeouts too, so they're in the driver's seat. Shotgun snap.
0: Lockhart back to
1: pass. Looking over the middle. Over the middle. Throws underneath. Mm-hmm. And the pass in and out of the
0: hands of Rodriguez incomplete. That could have been a big one. It was no doubt a first down. Oh, yeah. But the... Pass goes incomplete, in and out of the hands of the intended receiver. Rodriguez, the 5'9", special teamer, wide out and runner, just a junior. I'll tell you, the Vikings for a 7-0 football team and a team ranked in that top uh, spot you know in the uh, 5a world they got a lot of underclassmen starting and playing key roles shotgun snap locker inside guess who burby big hole up the middle first down and more past the 40 up. to the 45 and it brought down shy midfield at the 47. clock will stop while the chains advance a first down sponsored by kevin putz the first midwest mortgage lockert will take the center snap and just spike the football a second goes off the clock down in 19.8 seconds here in the half and Valpo still with two timeouts remaining. Would certainly like to get the ball about another 25 yards down the field to get in Liam Shepard's zone. Liam Shepard, 10 of 13 in field goals this year. He was 8 for 11 in field goals last year. And how about his percentage? 25 of 27, actually 20, 26 of 28 so far this year in PATs. This kid is a weapon mm-hmm. as far as a kicker. Solid. Shotcut snap. Back to pass. Looking left, looking right. Lockhart, sidearm throw over the middle incomplete. Intended on the underneath route to Grant Or Check that, Anthony Schaefer, the intended receiver. And the caveman with good coverage on
1: defense right there. Colin Lutz on coverage. 15 seconds left, but Valpo still has both timeouts remaining.
0: This is a big, big snap on third down here for Valparaiso trailing or rather leading by one seven six caveman with a three-man defensive front Shotcut snap locker three-step drop turns looks near side passes caught and then quickly down to the knees and getting out of bounds Blake was Blake, Blake Worthington. Worthington I thought it's knee touch before he went out of bounds but the officials will say that but the officials will say he went out out of bounds I thought his knees were down, too. Mike Fisher noting that from the statistician's chair off to our right. And at 10.9 seconds to go, the officials, the men in stripes, the zebras on staff here tonight, they will have two conferences, two for the price of one. One with the man in the white hat and the far line judge. And then two of the other three will meet here on the near side. Either way, they stop the clock and now fourth and one. Inside handoff locker, but quickly, Keith Kinder races.
1: He's got good He's got good, good uh, <laughs> mobility. He's still got some of those quarterback moves he's in
0: got, him. He's got some moves, and he'll be the first to tell you all about I'm it. Out. Walker. He'll be the first to brag about it. But Keith Kinder running, sprinting to get that timeout, and he'll burn his final timeout, this one defensively, in 8.7 seconds. We will take a break with our score. Facing 4th and 1, Valparaiso. They lead it 7-6. We're back after this on WSBT. The weather was like Panama, <laughs> yeah. well, along with Greg Smith. Or, I'm sorry, Greg Street Smith. <laughs> Brian Miller, 10 seconds to go here in the half. So the timeout defensively by Mishawaka, their final their final timeout of the half, will now give Lockhart the football. Shotgun snap. No, the inside handoff. It it's will go struggle. up the middle. Burby breaks a tackle to the outside, breaks one more Keeping tackle, about 25. And he does I'm not get out of bounds, middle. but they stop the clock with the first down to advance the chains now. It is a Viking first down timeout. So Valparaiso. the inside draw play with Lockhart having the football and just the last second slithered it into the hands of Tommy Burby. And we've seen Burby really, really do a spectacular job running the ball on both special teams and out of the backfield. Of course, he, with that 88-yard kick return, is the of offense up until now and valpo will burn a timeout and don't be surprised if you see liam shepard on the field to try to stretch this one point lead up to four a big big field goal here very possibly with 2.2 seconds coming up before halftime but let's wait and see what bill marshall and his valparaiso vikings decide to do
1: you know brian that was some good coaching by valpo they took what cayman were giving them the cayman went into a prevent a little too early it seems like and weren't afraid they kept their timeouts they were able to run the ball We just didn't have the front line up there. We had everybody back. And right now, uh, Valpo's taking advantage of it. So the bikes will
0: look to take advantage of that final 2.2 seconds on this second quarter clock. Coming up on our halftime report here at WSBT, we'll We'll have an update with Matt Embry on the U.S. Seinfrafter scoreboard. And now a point after, or checked on a field goal, rather. Jaden Hills, a long snapper. Colin Kwiatkowski is the holder. And Liam Shepard, who is 10 of 13 in field goals this year, will try to line up a 40-yard field goal. Oh, it's hey, a high snap. It goes way back to the 45-yard it line. Came come out untouched. Shepard is very wise and is falling to the football for the final That's play the of the half. So the Cayman dodge six. a bullet on the high long snap for an attempted field goal just before halftime. And the cavemen will go to the locker room down by just one. That's a whole lot of difference than four when you're in a regional championship game. Halftime here from Viking Stadium on the campus of Valparaiso High School with Greg Smith. I'm Brian Miller. We invite you to stay tuned. Our halftime report coming up from the Mishawaka Education Foundation. We will have Matt Emery stop by with an update on the U.S. SignCrafters scoreboard, some updates for you on things at Rice Field and also for Mishawaka-Marion on the road at Calumet, plus scores from around the state. We will also get an update for you later on tonight on Notre Dame hockey as they start their season tonight at the Compton Family Ice Arena. But here at the break, we've got a good one, Broad. Regional Championship football. Class so 5A, and undefeated guys. Valparaiso leads 7-3 Mishawaka. 7 for Valpo, 6 for Mishawaka. We'll take this timeout. Greg and I will be back after this before a halftime show gets underway, but first this on WSBT. And welcome back here on the Mishawaka Education Halftime Report from WSBT Radio along with Greg Smith. I'm Brian Miller. Special Thanks to Dean Humpert and his guest Brad Addison for joining us. Brad, you sound good on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly, Matt Embry with our updates, and he'll continue to keep us updated on the U.S. Sidecrafter scoreboard tonight and all season long. Here in the postseason, our halftime statistics and postgame statistics are all brought to you by our friends from RBI's Unlimited Greg, your thoughts on some numbers? Uh, maybe any, any stats that pop out at you here, courtesy of Mr. Mike Fisher.
1: <laughs> the rushing yards yard for the Cavemen right now venue, um, against a very stout, foulful defense and defensive line. The uh, they're looking at 200-plus rushing yards, yards right, yards yards right six now six six between really Mr. Fisher, Blondbers, and Drew. Drew Mason, the diesel. Pretty impressive right now by the Cavemen. they got to keep that up in the second half. Uh, Certainly.
0: Defensively, they have done a very, very good job of kind of holding this Valpo team in check when Valpo's had the ball. Although Tommy Burby has shown he doesn't need a very big hole to make things happen, lightning quick, and certainly his special teams play is the difference in this game. Seven six, Valpo here at the break. Your thoughts? Do you, Dare, Do you change anything? I know they always talk about halftime adjustments, but you know, if you're steering the ship right now, what would you change or what don't you change or what are things you focus on?
1: Well, one thing is I'd be careful who I kick to. Uh, they've been good on special teams all year. Um, that last kick was very unfortunate for the K-Men. And again, like you said, it's the difference in the game. Um, a smooth kick wouldn't be a bad thing in this situation. Uh, we, You know, you just... Don't want to give them any more momentum, especially in special teams. kicking. And and they've got some dangerous guys. It's going to be a hard task. It's not as easy as it sounds. Our update of
0: statistics and scoring drives brought to you by RBI's Unlimited. Help your son or daughter's skills improve in baseball or softball with individual lessons. For hitting or for pitching at RBI's. Team rentals for this winter are also available from our friends at RBI's Unlimited on West 6th Street in Mishawaka. That's RBI's. Unlimited. So we're ready to turn the page to quarter number three. He's Greg Smith. I'm Brian Miller. Matt Embry, our studio engineer, back at the WSBT Studios. Cavemen down seven to six. They will kick the football away as Valpo will start this second half. Tommy Burby is back to return this kick. Connor George, Connor George will tee it up right on for the 40 yard line. We'll lighting, get things underway. The, vineyard, the winner of this Tommy game. Burby will to play the winner of the Fort Wayne Dwinger Zionsville contest. Last report, Dwinger on top as they got towards halftime. No matter what, whether it's Zionsville or Dwinger, if the Cade men win, they will be (laughs) home next week at Steel Stadium.
1: And that's okay. I'm good with that. Uh
0: We're all good with that. (laughs) (laughs) But we will have the broadcast next Friday night here and hopefully a semi-state championship for Mishawaka against one of those two schools. But we've got 24 more minutes of football left. Connor George with the approach as we start this third quarter. Little pooch kick. It is fielded and bobbled, oh. but the flag will come down because the player was on his knees when he caught the That's ball, and the Cavemen are going to get nailed for I think a, uh, uh, a either a late hit or like an unsportsmanlike this conduct penalty. Let's wait and on see the which one. Of the pile recovering the kick. There's a flag on the field. I
1: didn't see who hit him. I didn't either on that one. It was kind of hard across the field there. But a little pop-up
0: pooch kick from the 40 that was fielded on the Valpo side of the field at the 45, and the and the short man on special teams was down on both knees. Yeah. And now after a short conversation, the officials are going to march off 5, 10, and 15 first for yards for a personal against foul against the Cayman, not the start Mitchell Walker would It'll want
1: to the, the second half. No, that that starts coming out with very, very That's short fields for Valpo's offense. 40 yard line.
0: So Valparaiso will go to work. Logan Lockhart will be the engineer, the junior six foot, 180 pound quarterback. In the shotgun formation with a little inside handoff and a huge hole up front That'll for Tommy Burby. Up Burby, up Burby and Burby from the 40 inside the 35 to the 34 yard line. Again, a gain of six on that, that first down snap for Valparaiso. Valpo had only one true possession
1: in the se- in that first half. They did on offense, and that, that's what the K-Men wanted. That they, they did execute on that part of the game plan. That lasted about four minutes. So really
0: the time of possession is a landslide lead for Mishawaki. Now Burby, second the hit, outside, off, gets up the middle to level. the outside, to the 20, that to the 10-5, touchdown every Valparaiso.
1: Down. Touchdown, 33 yards.
0: And just like that, Valparaiso extends their lead from one up to seven with a point after conversion upcoming. Tommy Burby. Nothing fancy for Valpo. They give it to number 27 once, twice, and thrice, and he'll score. And now the point after conversion for Liam Shepard here on this opening drive of period three. He made that look easy, didn't he? He certainly did. Shepard. Waiting for the snap. The hold of Kukowski and the kicking is up with a whole bunch of distance. Yeah, it is good. 11:26 to go here in period number three. We're just underway in the second half, and lightning quick, Valpo strikes again. Tommy Burby with his 11th touchdown rushing of the season. Valparaiso 14, Mishawaka 6. The ensuing kickoff coming up next on WSBT. back here to Viking Stadium with Greg Smith, I'm Brian Miller for and Parker, the music with, with a little abracadabra Curry. is kind of equivalent with the magic of Valparaiso and Tommy Burby two play, 40 yard drive and that last carry for 33 yards it's now puts, run. puts Valparaiso up 14-6 to six on the second point after conversion of the night by the one and only Liam Shepard he's quite a kicker
1: Strong leg.
0: And Shepard right-footed. will wait for the approach. Caveman with two men back deep. And this one will sail high and back to the five. Brought forward to the 10. 15, shake and make move to the 20. He is spun, but breaks free. It is Parker to the side. 20, 25, 30, cuts back towards the middle. He can go to the 50, to the 40, right. Right. And There He's he gonna go. go 30, 20, 10 five, touchdown Mishawaka. A little Devon Parker uh, showboat Parker. the last 15 yards, but the Mishawaka caveman Mishawaka. returned the favor on the Tommy Burby kick return. <laughs> and Great let's just say that will be one that will be questioned <laughs> in the uh, caveman coaching circle on that kick return, not the end result but the ultimate uh, little showboating at the end there by Devon Parker. But most importantly, it's a quick six for the cavemen, and they will go for two to try to tie this football game. Wow, his special teams played a huge role tonight.
1: They have, and that was a great run by Parker, but I think he did start to celebrate just a tad too soon. Mr. Fisher here, our statistician next to us on the right, is an ex-coach, and I thought he was going to run on the field and help him into the end zone there. Going for two now, behind center. Under center, Fisher,
0: toss sweep. Outside right, Milan Burris, can he get into the end zone? He'll die for the pileup. He's, He's in for
1: two, He's Milan seen. Burris on the toss He's sweep in. right. Run. 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 Way to stretch from it out. Justin Fisher. Way to stretch out and hit the pile on there. And just like that from a 14-6 deficit, the in with a kick return and two point conversion have tied this game at 14. Fans are getting their money's worth tonight.
0: And the broadcasters are too, 11-06 <laughs> to go, third quarter. Fasten your seatbelts. We're not in 14-14. Mishawaka, Valparaiso, back after this on WSBT. All the passions of high school football can change so-so quickly. Along with Greg Smith, I'm Brian Miller. 7-0 Valparaiso, 7-3 Mishawaka. Cavemen tonight looking for their first ever regional championship on the road. They've won three. Each of those in past years have been on the home turf of Steel Stadium. But right now, we've got ourselves a ball game. After a 6-0 Caveman lead and a 7-6 Valpo lead at half, Tommy Burby scored, put Valpo up 14-6, looking like maybe they had seized control of this football game and the momentum. But the big answer by Devon Parker from the five, brings it 95 yards for the touchdown on the kick return and the PAT I checked at a two-point conversion and now a little pooch kick will be in a trouble land a just ball. past the 40. Ball it's is loose, loose ball. on the turf, Jay let's see who has it. Got it. They're unpiling the bodies right at the 41-yard line and let's see who's got it, the Vikings of Vikings Valpo with it. Yep, From the bottom of the stack, Coming up with that football was Anthony Schaefer. Schaefer, number 39, one of the up men, also a halfback in their offensive sets. Came up from the bottom of the pile, and he's getting a whole lot of thank yous and congratulations on the near Valpo sideline. So here we go. We're back where we started. We are tied 14-14 now. And Valparaiso with Logan Lockhart will go to work. Shotgun snap. Lockhart on the inside will go to Burby. Burby breaks one tackle, but not a second as he's wrestled down by Kanan Jewett and the Mishawaka defense. Kanan Jewett on the stop. Dylan Wise right there with help on an assist from the quarterback
1: position. Short gain for Burby of just two. K Man doing a nice job now of containing him more at the line. Once he gets past the line, he's really dangerous as he showed on the last drive.
0: So, fans starting to kind of get into this football game just a bit here, second and eight. Outside handoff, Burmey cuts back towards the 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 middle, tripped up at the 45,
1: and no gain on that play. Key third down for the Cayman defense here. Remember in that first quarter, Valpo
0: only had the ball for a possession that that did get a first down and a punt, really four minutes is all they had the football, and then that last possession, on a two-play 40-yard drive, literally took less than a minute. So Valpo has not had the ball for all that long, but they're finding themselves in this football game not in 14-14 with possession, looking for the lead on the home turf here. 9.50 to go, third period. Five seconds the clock. Shotgun snap. Locker, looking right, throwing oh. over the middle, incomplete. Intended over the middle there for number two Dylan Rodriguez and Balfour
1: looked rushed there from a snap on it looked like they were battling the clock there as well
0: so the clock stops with the incompletion and now punting time here for Liam Shepard this year in punting he has got three touchbacks three inside the 20 and an average of 39 plus 39 yards plus
1: now am I correct and that's the, the caveman defense second stop of the night
0: you are correct Second punt of the night as well. Came in with Milan Burris back deep. And Burris will call for a fair catch, but this one sails well over his head and will take a Viking bounce and just just, got just in gets zone. into the end zone. That was great coverage on special teams by, yeah. by the Vikings in the uh, green and black. They were on the fly pattern down there, and were just eyelashes away from keeping that ball in the uh, field of play. I continue to be
1: impressed by their special teams. So I tell you, uh, Balfour special teams is really performing tonight. Is really special. Yeah, they are.
0: 14-14. Now, here come the cavemen. Greg, your thoughts as we start this offensive possession? The first time the offense has been on the field here in uh, this half. They certainly were spectacular in the first 24 minutes of football.
1: You know, this is where the time of the game in the third quarter here, you're gonna, we'd like to see when we coach with Coach Curtis and uh, Keith the same way is where we'd like to see that offensive line start to take over, take over the game. We will see Justin
0: Fisher hands to fullback Drew Mason, Mason and Mason from the 20 one, out to the 25 85. gains five. Caveman and any offensive coach would take five on first sure. down every day, every day, every day. They would Cooper take that Tyler second and five. The, the diesel, Drew Mason,
1: five had a solid five first
0: half and came in tonight's contest with 1,259 net yards, 16 touchdowns via the rush. In particular, he's played incredibly well during the postseason. Second down and five. Came in. Fisher, hand again, Drew Mason off left tackle, and he'll surge forward for a couple more. Third down and two.
1: The Cayman continue to get chunks of yardage here. And again, they're trying to be patient and do their game plan. So second
0: down from the 28. Third down from the 28, third and two. Fisher will settle behind center, and Tyler Ackerley. They'll check the wrist guards with a play clock at 10 seconds. Came in going right to left, north to south here. Fisher will get bottled up after the fake to the fullback, and he will, with forward progress, still lose yardage. That was read as well as you can read a play defensively by Valpo right there. Cooper Jones, Dylan Dingman, who have been uh, monsters in that uh, front defensive end and uh, defensive tackle spots they read like that like the headlines on Sunday morning's newspaper so fourth fourth down fourth and three an official loss of one Cavemen on fourth down this year are 15 of 19 78 percent there is none bigger than this one Fisher takes the fake to the fullback and keeps it himself out past the 30, but he's gonna be stopped short of the first down. And the cavemen are stopped
1: short on that fourth down and three try by about a half a yard. That that hurts. That one hurts. Valfo's gonna take over on the 29-yard line with great field position, Seven minutes left in the third quarter.
0: So the cavemen will have to strap up the defensive belts a little tighter right now as they will try to contain this Viking offense in a 14-14 tie with 7.37 to play here in our third quarter. A lot of football to be played. Handoff. Guess who? Tommy Tommy Burby. Burby, Burby, the black and blue runner for this green and black attack from Valparaiso. Takes it out to the 25 for a gain of four, second and six. Logan Lockhart, the junior quarterback, running the show. He took the reins at starting quarterback, really in the midst of game number one when the expected starting quarterback went down with injury. And he has been running the show ever since, then. that would have been Maximus Grimes, who was a transfer from Lafayette Jeff, and a great surge defensively, there by the caveman, and dropping. Derby for a loss. Aiden Hooten with the cast and all with the tackle.
1: Another sophomore for the caveman making a play.
0: Hooten along with Colin Lutz and Connor Addison as the three-pack, if you will, three-pack of linebackers tonight in the starting combo there with Keegan maybe who was injured and still out back in the Warsaw game, and Max McCola suffered a shoulder injury last week versus Adams, and he is out of action tonight, so there's a couple big holes in that linebacking core. Back to pass, firing a bullet near side is Lockhart connecting with Worthington, and Worthington right around the 15-yard line gets the pass Completed for a first down, and all of our first downs tonight in all season. Brought to you by Kevin Puts, First Midwest Mortgage. Valpo trying to break this knot of 14-14. A tied score with 6:23 to play in this third quarter. Valpo on the march. First and ten at the K-16 yard line. Valpo taking over again after the k went forward on fourth and three, right around the 35. First and ten. Lockhart in the shotgun. Actually, a direct snap going right to Burby, and Burby will try to run off right tackle, and he will surge out snap, to the 10 yard line up the for right pickup side. of six. Kind of a wildcat look on that
1: one. Yeah, it was.
3: Stop was made by Tanner Parmley.
0: So the caveman, after a five yard pickup, come up with a tackle, and Tanner Parmley, sophomore defensive inside tackle with his sixth solo tackle of the season. Now second and five, this is a big drive here for Valpo at 5.55, triple nickels here in this third quarter. Wide out to the near right-hand side. In an unbalanced line, formation, straight shotgun snap goes to Burby. Burby scatters through some defenders and kind of shuffle steps left, right, and surges forward right to the in. five-yard line. Gain of six and another first down that'll be first and goal to goal, Valpo. Was made by so, Ryan Greg, certainly right. a different look right now by Valpo going with Logan Lockhart on the field as quarterback, but he's a member of a kind of a trio of backfield members. And the snap is either going to Burby, Vineyard, or Hayden or, or to uh, Lockhart, rather. And two times in a row, Tommy Burby has got the straight shotgun snap to him.
1: Yeah. Got, it must be their goal line package that they're in now. Um, they have two up backs here leading the way.
0: Shotgun snap goes right to Burby. He tries to work his way inside here, right on deck the deck cut on. and from the five down to the two, but he stops short of the goal line. See Tanner Parmalee again from the bottom of the pile for the caveman deck defensively board. with they Con Lutz. and Eby also getting credit for that tackle here from the PA announcer. So second down and goal to go. Behind center, Lockhart scrambles in, tries to go for the quarterback sneak, goes up the middle and then he tries to surge backward and out to the sneak. right, and he's shut down. Great clogging of the lanes by the Mishawaka defense, and now third
1: down. Third and goal. Goal from the two. The Cayman defense needs to set their line a little quicker there. there there's some that's confusion, that's and switching sides there Lockhart. to strength.
0: Lockhart In the shotgun formation, but actually it will go direct to the running back and he will go into the end zone. Tommy Burby Burby untouched for Valparaiso and a Viking touchdown. From about the one and a half yard line, an unbalanced line, and this different look by Valpo has given Mishawaka's defense a lot of fits here on this short possession and this short field in the red zone. And the uh, the timeout, rather, after the touchdown at 4.18 4.18 to go, and now a point after conversion for Liam Shepard. High snap. Well brought down there by Kiakowski for Valparaiso, and this line drive kick by the right-footed kicker is good. Liam Shepard, three for three in point after conversions. Valparaiso regains the advantage by seven. 4.18 to go here, third quarter. Tommy Burby with the hat trick and three scores. Valparaiso 21, Mishawaka 14. Came in and get the ball back after this on WSBT. Parker. A couple of updates for you on the U.S. Science Crafter scoreboard at Class 5A regional play in the third quarter. Fort Wayne Dwenger leads at Zionsville 21 13, and also late third quarter, nearing the fourth, Mishawaka Marion flexing their muscles. The undefeated Knights at Calumet lead 42 to nothing.
1: That's impressive right now. I got a friend that coached there, Joe Caldroni, who coached with me here at Mishawaka. And he's now at Marion and he's having a good time there. So I'm, I'm great, proud that they're doing well.
0: Great football team. Hopefully, wouldn't it be great to see the Cavemen and the Knights both down to the state finals?
1: That would be a nice weekend.
0: What a great time that would be. 418 to go here in our third quarter. So Valpo with the lead. A low line drive that will bounce once, twice, and thrice. and Picked up at the 15-yard line by Chaz Hardy. Brings it straight up the gut to the 20-25 and run down shy of the 30-yard line. Good field position for the K Men. That's how they'll start here at 4-12 to go in this third quarter as the K Cayman who tied it on the kick return there by Devon Parker earlier. Will now have to go to work with their conventional offense, and certainly it was spectacular in the first half. The Cuban need to find that magic again.
1: They do. A long
0: drive is what they, Dr. Kinder, <laughs> yes. would.
1: They would like that perfectly. Right
0: now. Order. So Justin Fisher will settle in behind center. Take the snap. Fake to the fullback. Gets to the outside. Has yardage past the 35 to the 36 yes, for a game Fisher, of around 8. That's a nice run on first down by Justin Fisher, faking to the fullback.
1: That's a good read Damon, there Dylan by Mr. Back Fisher with Dylan Kwiatkowski.
0: Greg, how many of these plays at the line of scrimmage are
1: determined right there? Is it 100%? Is it 50%? It changes um, year to year on the quarterback. Um, obviously, when he... Well, if we have a freshman quarterback or a sophomore quarterback, they don't have as much leeway as a junior or senior quarterback. And
0: speaking of seniors, Andrew senior pullback,
1: the,
0: the Diesel. It is a Drew Mason the takes down. the football right up the gut, needing two, got that about seven, and a first down for the caveman. Brought to you by <laughs> Kevin Putz of so First for the Morgan. So a freshman or sophomore 30 obviously 30. has less
1: yep.
0: less flexibility.
1: But they do, our quarterbacks at uh, Mishawaka predominantly have t- they have different plays where they can change the play at the line. They can change the direction at the line if they see something uh, that looks better on one side or the other.
0: So 3.20 to go here in this third quarter. Junior quarterback Justin Fisher gives to his fullback, and it is Enough Andrew Mason and mason works extra hard for extra half a yard or so past the 45 near midfield to the 47 yard line i hope i am not jinxing anything but dumping through (laughs) piles and piles of stats today noting that drew mason with 205 rushing attempts on the season and tonight what another dozen Mm -hmm. plus has fumbled the ball only one time
2: Mm.
0: let's hope that that magic uh, continues for that young man. He has been rock solid, and right there on that carry, picked up five on first down. Fisher, again, will find his senior fullback and hand it off inside, and he will be stopped short of the 50-yard line by about a half a yard at a pickup of about three.
1: Again, a great surge by the Cape offensive Nathan line. Michael Nathan.
0: The Shawakas offensive line. Who's up front? Tyler Ackerley, Jaden c Jason DeWilkins, Ethan and Dawson Nowacki, and we see Nathan Watt in on the combination as well. Watt is a junior, Dawson Nowacki a sophomore, and then four seniors, a very, very tight-knit group. Now going in motion from outside, and Justin Fisher gets a set of hands to a chops by <laughs> Cooper Jones, and I don't think that was welcome wagon from Valparaiso but inside handoff to Drew Mason, and Mason just surges forward for the first down, only needed a couple and got that and more out to the midfield stripe and past the 47-yard line. So first and 10 brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. And now Michelle Walker will go to work offensively. They've churned some yardage and moved the sticks on a couple of times here on this, on this p- specific possession and with 100 ticks to go in the third quarter Fisher tops back, he's going to air it out throws it over the right side and over leads Devon Parker, for Devon Parker incomplete taking a shot downfield down and Parker was in a single bit of coverage there was a free safety in the neighborhood but Devon Parker had the inside track, just couldn't make the connection on that pass by Justin Fisher incomplete, stops the clock at 91 seconds third quarter and now sets the K-man up second and ten
1: Brian, that's what I was talking about earlier about being patient here. The Cavemen are getting three, four yards a pop when they're running the football.
2: So
0: now defensively, five, six, seven-man front in the inside handoff to the fullback, Drew Mason. He'll surge forward past the 45 to the 44 for a gain of three. Now, that would have been a great play on first down. But on second down and 10, now this makes it a really important third and seven play. Cavemen, as we've mentioned a couple of times in the broadcasts, Spectacular on third down conversions yep. this year. 66% they've converted in 80 tries, getting first downs on 53% of those. And I guarantee you, 95% of them have been via the rush.
1: And you know the K-Men aren't afraid to go for it on fourth down. This is two down territory for them.
0: Criss-crossed the backs of the counter and nothing happened in there. Chance Chaz Hardy is bottled ball. up by a pair of green-cladded Vikings.
1: Valpo's did an outstanding job the of stopping the counter play this evening. Dylan time gone for
0: Dylan Dingman coming up with a stop on a one yard pickup. Fourth down, and the like Cavemen are going to show punt formation here. Connor George, Connor George, is back for the punt.
1: Hayden Vineyard and Tommy Burby are deep.
0: And Vikings. at 19 seconds, the Cavemen will get ready to kick it away here and this one is shanked off the side of the foot by Connor George. There was pressure coming from Cooper Jones on that right side that forced him to alter his angle and shanked it literally out of bounds of the line of scrimmage. So a big big special teams play there for Valparaiso as Mishawaka's punt goes out of bounds right near the line of scrimmage and now great field position for Valparaiso to start this possession leading 21-14 with just 10 seconds here in period number three.
1: Valpo again bringing pressure. Uh, Their special teams have really done an outstanding job tonight. So
0: after a brief huddle Vikings break the huddle head to the line of scrimmage with Logan Lockhart now in the shotgun formation. He will swing Burby as a wide out. Now he'll come back in, fake the little inside handoff. Instead, goes to Hayden Vineyard and Vineyard on the inside Hinden keep. Vinders he'll take it past ball, the 45 to the 46. For Gavin the final Eggendorfer play for
1: making the play there. Number 40 on the D line
0: coming up with the big stop. Here's the 6-1 really senior, and that is the Great final play of our, our third quarter. So. 12 minutes remain, That's fourth quarter, quarter with a championship three. on 21. the line. Our 14. score after three, Valparaiso 21, Mishawaka 14. Fourth quarter, play-by-play next on 96-1. WSBT, the sports leader. We turn the page to quarter number four, along with Greg Smith. I'm Brian Miller. Fasten your seat belts for an exciting 12 minutes of football remaining here with Mishawaka settling in on defense, and Valparaiso trying to add to their seven-point lead, but a couple of other games on the U.S. Seincrafter scoreboard. How about this? In the battle to play the winner of this game, Fort Wayne Dwinger and Zinesville are not in 21-21 late third quarter, and the inside handoff, one, two, and three tacklers right need to be middle brought in to tackle hayden vineyard so right now tommy burby who's been the workhorse has been the decoy on the last couple of plays and the last two rushes by hayden vineyard brings the football straight up the gut for a first down past the 45 to the 44 and another first down sponsored by kevin putz of first midwest mortgage but dwanger after a lead of 21 13 has now seen their game tied 21 all and now this time they'll go outside with Burby. Burby oh. breaks a tackle and out past good the good. 35. He's tripped up from behind, slides forward to the 32, but I think they're gonna stop his forward progress at the 35, nine and a half yards on that carry. Second down and one. Oh yeah, he on the turf, he is lighting quick. Another score for you at Riceville and Elkhart. Now in the fourth quarter, Merrillville who was up by two scores, See seen elkhart tie them 14 14 all those on the u.s side Crabbers scoreboard inside handoff breaking <clears> one tackle and then his vineyard vineyard, vineyard had them. the big game last week with three check that with 280 yards on 35 carries versus laporte
1: Official down the he picks up first a first down.
0: down out to the 36 or check that to the 26 yard line it is first and 10 another first down from kevin putz of first Mid- first midwest mortgage and right now, the Vikings are kind of having their way with the caveman, mixing things up between Burby and Vineyard. Shotgun again, Lockhart. First and 10. Shotgun inside handoff. It will be Burby, and he will He's muscle forward to the 23 for a gain of three.
1: Battle of the trenches right now. Balfour's old line is taking Over it to, to the caveman.
0: Zach Barasas, for the Blake Langley, Troy Witten. And then Michael Boone and John Hofer. Hofer, 6'6", heading to Western Michigan. That is the strength of this offensive line for Valpo trio of backs in the backfield in that shotgun formation. Rodriguez in motion. Inside handoff. Sweeping right is Burby. Burby oh. breaks a tackle. Breaks another tackle. Has the first down pass of 20 to their 15. And Burby. run down from behind Burby. the 13-yard line. But not before Tommy Burby, who averages 7 Burby. yards, Viking picks Bur- up down. about 11. Actually about 9 on that run. But picking up another foul pull first down Burby. sets them up first and 10 at the Mishawaka 13. 10 minutes to play. outside,
1: he's showing his speed out there.
0: Shotgun formation, Lockhart. Flank left and right hip by two running backs. High snap, inside feed. It will be Vineyard. Vineyard right up the gut past the 10, down to the 7. Caveman needing four different defenders, including Tanner Parmalee from the bottom of the pile, coming up with that stop, but not before Vineyard. A very fresh hidden Vineyard with six touchdowns second on the season muscles eight. forward for five second and five at 525 or check that nine 9.25 to play here in the fourth quarter valpo leading by seven looking for more locker shotgun formation high snap brings it down oh, inside feed, broke tackle by vineyard and touchdown. he will waltz into the valpo end zone for a touchdown on Up second forward, and this five is by
1: the cavemen there they had
0: And the Valpo offensive line won that offensive set of downs. And Valparaiso has their largest lead now at 13, looking to double the score in a two-for-one special. Liam Shepard for the extra point. Snap is there. The hold is there. The kick has a distance, and the kick, it is good. Time out of the field, 9-11. Valparaiso 28, Mishawaka 9-1-1 remaining on this fourth quarter clock with our score. Valparaiso 28, Mishawaka 14. We're back in one minute on WSBT. Nine minutes and 11 seconds remain here on our fourth quarter clock. And back-to-back scores by the Valparaiso Vikings after that touchdown run. On a kick return by Devon Parker that nodded this game at 14 and a two-point conversion, but since then has been all Valparaiso. Cavemen have gambled in a couple situations on fourth down, have come up empty, and Valpo has started to win the battle in the trenches And this line drive kick picked up by Chase Gooden at the 30, and then muscles forward past the 35 to the 37-yard line. Good job by the... JV leading fullback in on special teams right there. Getting the football hammered his way by Shepard. And it's up for the challenge and now brings the football out for good field position. Absolutely, positively, Greg Smith. Caveman got a score here.
1: They do. They do, Brian. They're going to have to uh, impose their will on Valpo here, just like Valpo did on them in the drive before.
0: Caveman will employ two receivers to the near right-hand side on the short side of the field. hash mark right is where the football sits at the 37. Fisher under center. Behind the center, Tyler Ackerley in this caveman offensive line. Fisher takes it, hands it away. Fullback, Drew Mason, smash-mouth football Andrew up the middle Mason to the 40. The Gain of three with nine
1: minutes to play. Caveman using receivers here Josh to give Malfo maybe to take some guys out of the box.
0: K-Ban looked to that far sideline, and across that far sideline has been a good contingent of k band fans here tonight, all bundled in their Eskimo best. <laughs> we on the opposite side feel their pain and the reverse. Devon Parker tries to get outside. Big block there by Colin Hayes, and Parker gets the first down out past midfield. And he steps game, out of bounds to the 49-yard line, 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 line. But hang a star on the Colin Hayes block, who did not do it illegally with a hold or anything uh, that would have caused a yellow hanky to come out. That was a big carry for the K-Men for a first down from Kevin Potts and first
1: Midwest Mortgage. The Valpo fans that were disagreeing with you there. They thought they saw a hold there. <laughs> um, they didn't like that block by Mr. Hayes, but that was a good block. You're right.
0: We thought it was wonderful. <laughs> Fisher under center. Takes a snap. Fullback blast. Drew Mason running hard and pushes out past midfield into Valpo territory and to the 46-yard line. Clock down to 8:16 and counting, fourth quarter. Mishawaka and Valpo, both with three timeouts remaining, so everybody's got their full allotment of times out. But right now, Mishawaka is going to have to do some quick scoring as they trail it by two touchdowns, 28-14. This is a far cry from the 49-0 spanking that K-Men took last year. And on the inside handoff, Justin yeah, Fisher bobbles the, ball ball the football ball and ball it's on ball the ball turf, recovered by Vikings. Dylan at Dingman and the Valparaiso Vikings. At the last minute, Fisher went to pull it out from the fullback, Drew Mason, and the ball ended up on the turf and Valpo Wasted no time in recovering that loose football.
1: That's an 46. Unfortunate turnover for the cavemen here. This is a powerful start with good field position here. 7.53 left to play.
0: That was only the ninth turnover of the season by Mishawaka. And only the seventh giveaway on fumbles. So now Balpo will go to work, certainly wanting to work the clock, but also add to the scoreboard, and they'll sweep it out to the right, and then cutting back towards the middle. Guess who? Coming Burby, that is Burby. And Burby out from for the, the line of scrimmage of the 46 back in Valpo territory, under. takes it past midfield and weaves his way through traffic, out past the 30, and dropped to the 27-yard line. Big, big rush right there for a gain of about 30. And right now, Valparaiso working on and the to their lead. Two wideouts left, one wide out right. Shotgun formation. Lockhart with a single setback. Waiting for the snap. He'll send Burby in motion. Fakes the inside handoff instead the tailback. Oh, Vineyard, big hole, tail. breaks a tackle to 15.
1: He's going to go. Touchdown, Valparaiso. Valpo, one-two punch there with both running backs. Taking over this game.
0: Earlier when it was just Burby, but they've added Vineyard to the here in the second half who had a huge night last week when Burby was out with an injury. Vineyard certainly uh, helped lead the way in their sectional championship win at Laporte. And now Vineyard with back-to-back touchdowns, one of seven yards, that one of 27. And now the point after conversion, Liam Shepard nails it as he splits the upright. Timeout, 7:21. fourth quarter. Right now, the Valparaiso Vikings are looking ahead to a semi-state championship berth next week. Mishawaki Cavemen have some work to do, trailing by 21. Valpo 35, Cavemen 14, 721 fourth quarter. We're back after this on WSBT.
1: Liam Shepard will kick off for the Vikings.
0: So here in this fourth quarter, a pair of Hayden Vineyard touchdown runs. On broken tackle, scurries have taken a 7.21-14 game. And just like last week at Valparais, or at um, Laporte, rather, took a tied football game and went to a 20. 20- a 35 21 victory. Here it's 35 14 and Mishawaka is going to get the ball back. A line drive booted across the turf, fielded by Chance Hardy at the 12, up to the 15 20. Needs a blocker. Got a 35 block. outside to the 35 and almost had that extra needed Koukowski yardage to tackle, get to the outside. Good tackle on special teams by Colin Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski rather for Valpo to shut down that kick return for Mishawaka's Chaz Hardy, but does get the ball out to the 35-yard line. couple of updates for you for our other local teams on the U.S. Seinfrafters scoreboard. First final of the night, Mishawaka Marion wins big at Calumet. They defeat Calumet 56-0, and we'll wait for the Fort Wayne Concordia Indy Shittard winner for a semi-state championship next week. And over at Ricefield and Elkhart, down two scores. Elkhart is tied and now taking the lead on Merrillville's Pirates 17-14 with a late third-quarter field goal. Justin, Justin Fisher on a quarterback keeper. After a fake to his fullback, is able to get Mason about McMullin four yards on, on it. Second down, second and six. We are at seven game. minutes to play. The season right now with seven minutes to go and a seven-game winning streak all on the line for Keith Kinder's ball club. Wide out left, wide out right. To the near side is Devon Parker. Burris in motion. Faking out. Now he'll cut back left. He'll be a blocker uh, for Chance Hardy. And Hardy is going to get mauled by the long. defender, Aiden McNeil. Not,
2: Came in some blocks
1: you. on the perimeter Hunter there. Makes
0: the for the so the... Vikings read that very well defensively and shut it down for a loss back to the 35-yard line to the original line of scrimmage. Loss of four. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And now the clock at 6.15 to go here in this fourth quarter. Time running up for Mishawaka and their magic here in 2020. Fisher under center. Sends a crisscross to the back. Throws to the near side. Devon Parker with the catch. He tries to free himself from the defender, but is tackled by Cole Koselke after a pickup of about seven.
1: Great open field tackle there by Balfo.
0: Now a fourth down play. Mishawaka obviously has to go for it. Down by three scores, 35-14. And with the clock at 5.40 to play, Mishawaka will look to the sideline for a... Magical play here to keep things going on fourth down from their own 42. Justin Fisher under center. Unbalanced line heavy to the left with two wideouts to the far side of the field as well. Fisher under center. Play clock at three. Takes a snap. Gives to the fullback. Yes, Drew Mason. And Mason says we're not done yet. Give me the football and pushes past the 45 for a first down. Brought to you by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage. He gains yardage to the the 47. But they advance the chains for a fresh set of downs, but right now the clock is the biggest enemy for Mishawaka, as well the scoreboard, down 21 points. Fisher under center, takes a snap, rolling to the left, sets up, heaves one downfield, and is up for grabs, intended for Devon Parker, incomplete. Good coverage downfield by a pair of Valpo defenders Joel Fusell and Cole Koselke. Cole Koselke was on the coverage for the Vikings. So second and ten. Clock does stop with that incom- incompleted pass at 4.55 to play here in our fourth quarter. Cavemen still with the play clock going at 13 seconds, but they're not using any game clock time, so that is good news as they try to get this play right on second and ten. Fisher under center, employs two wideouts, option pitch after the fake to the fullback outside of Milan Burris, and Burris is bottled up. was, was really great well
1: defended there yeah. by Valpo.
0: Yep, Hayden Vineyard, we've heard his name a couple of times on two recent fourth-quarter scores. Well, guess what? He can play pretty good defense, too. He's a member of the depth chart on the secondary, and Valparaiso will call a timeout due to an injury, so a timeout on the field for an injured Valparaiso Viking. So we will take a break with 4.51 to play here in our fourth quarter with our score, Valparaiso 35, Mishawaka 14. We're back after this on WSBT. Another update for you on the U.S. Sign School Board here at WSBT, and what a barn burner brewing down in Zionsville. for the 5A regional. And now they're Zionsville announcing it here. 24, Fort Wayne Dwinger, 21. And fans are kind of in disbelief that Zionsville knocked off number two-ranked Fort Wayne Dwinger. So that makes it even more appetizing for the winner of this game to take a shot at the state championship. Many folks feeling that uh, maybe the winner... Of the North Semi-State is the sacrificial lamb, if you will, to Indianapolis Cathedral in Class 5A. They, they would be the champion in Class 12A, probably.
1: <laughs> I had a battle with them once. I, I know all about Cathedral.
0: And an injured Viking coming to the near sideline is not good news. And that is Aiden McNeil from the defensive line spot. A little dump pass out to Milan Burris. Burris is hog-tied and thrown battle. out of bounds by Colin Kwiatkowski. And short of the... Yard marker in fact uh, got back the lost yardage on the last play, but no further gain. So fourth and ten, Nishawaka. Just a short pickup of two at 444 to play. So this is the season right here on the line. They need a first down or we'll give the ball up on downs. Justin Fisher under center. Unbalanced line heavy to the left now Hardy in motion, back to pass looking over the middle, oh. thrown behind the antenna receiver, incomplete there was a man open over the middle but could not connect with Milan Burris, and on downs Valparaiso will take over and will work to
1: take away the final 4 minutes
0: and 40 seconds on this clock to advance with a regional championship
1: Brian Valpo's defense really stepped up in the second half, they, Amen. Uh, they really they really gave in problems
0: And now a timeout taken by Valparaiso, and we will burn the timeout clock here as well. So Valpo will gather around their head coach. That will be Bill Marshall. For some words of wisdom here at 440 to play with a 21-point lead. Mishawaka trailing these Vikings 35-14. We're back after this in our regional championship battle on WSBT. here at viking stadium along with greg smith i'm brian miller another update of two for you on the u.s sign Scoreboard. school board our first final of the night if you didn't hear earlier saw michael mary defeat calumet 56 nothing at Ricefield. field elkhart had taken the lead on a field goal 17-14 well guess what bang merrillville touchdown pass wasted no time in coming back and with nine minutes fourth quarter there in the 6a regional Merrillville leads Elkhart 21-17. And a few moments ago, the announcement was made here that Zionsville had defeated Fort Wayne Dwanger 24-21. Greg, that was a surprise in, yep. that, in that other regional game uh, feeding to the Northern Semi-State.
1: No game, second yeah, I think that shocked some football fans today.
0: There's a lot of football fans from public schools not uh, wiping any tears right now. They <laughs> Very glad to see the likes of Fort Wayne Dwenger and some of those perennial powerhouses showing the exit door. It yeah, doesn't happen Fort, often. Fort
1: Wayne's got a hotbed of talent oh, up there.
0: Thinking of some of the great Lures teams back with yeah. Jimtown and Bremen had some of their incredible teams and now a handoff on the inside that is Hayden Vineyard Vineyard one more time and Vineyard gets it back at the 47 with a deep handoff and screes forward for yardage for 12 yards to the 35 and another first down and all of our first downs tonight and all season long have been proudly sponsored by Kevin Putz of First Midwest Mortgage 3.45 to play
1: Brian are you a little surprised here that the starters are still in for Valpo (laughs) (laughs) yes and no this always scared me when I was a defensive coordinator in these situations. It, it, it's a double-edged sword. You want to keep keep your guys to give them some time, but we were always we were never as deep as we wanted to be at Mishawaka.
0: Shotgun so, snap, inside handoff, very little running the room deckle. there for Hayden Vineyard. Good surge and tackle made there by the cavemen. The tackle
3: was made by.
0: Gagendorfer on the stop. The
3: second and seven for
0: the Vikings. For the caveman. Also, Baylen EB in on the stop. Another
1: sophomore. For the
0: so the future is bright for the caveman, but this right now is a gut-wrenching final three minutes of football for these caveman seniors, and they have done a magnificent job in their school history of football and certainly in this 2020 season of so, so Many trials to work through and so much adversity. And the inside handoff again. Hayden Vineyard almost had the ball stripped away but kept the football nestled close and is able to bring it out to the 27-yard line. So now on third down and two with 2.20 to play, Cavemen certainly need some help with maybe a turnover of some sort. But right now trailing by 21 points with two minutes does not bode well for a team... Like the caveman. No. Shotgun Lockhart in the shotgun formation on third and three. Takes the inside hand off. It will be Vineyard, and he will be stopped in his tracks. Aiden Milan Vineyard, Burris the in with first contact Jackal and Dylan Aiden Wise. Milan Burris. Also in the Along. neighborhood defensively for the caveman. Along with Aiden, Valpo happy to let as much clock run away as they'd like to. The play clock at 24, game clock at 140, 100 seconds and counting. So the Cayman 7-game win streak will come to an end, but what a season after starting 0-3. Th- oh three. three difficult, gut-wrenching losses to Marion, Elkhart, two teams that are playing tonight, and to Warsaw in the conference opener, only to come back and win seven in a row, claim a Conference Championship, and now the inside handoff. Tommy Burby breaks one, breaks two tackles, and is dragged down from behind inside the five-yard line at the three. It was Milan Burris chasing him down with help from Tyler Tyler Fair to shut it down before he hit the uh, pay dirt to add to the Valpo lead.
1: If you're a football fan, you've enjoyed watching him run tonight even though he's for the other team. He really shows some deceptive speed and his strength. It was hard to take down.
0: Looks like the Vikings are going to go into the victory formation and rightly so. they seen first and goal to go from the three at 50 seconds to go and they will behind center. Lockhart will just take the knee. Logan Lockhart we'll need to now. do it just one more time, I do believe, and that is going to end this football game and is going to end the season in 2020 for Keith Kinder's Mishawaka Caveman. But what a season it's been as we mentioned after an 0-3 start to come through some tough road games and to find a way to not just win a we'll conference be championship be in their first year as members of the Northern Lakes Conference, but also to win the sectional for the third time in you know in three years. First time ever for three repeat in sectional championship play, but tonight It was just too much Valparaiso strength in the second half that was able to... take control of this football game over the final two quarters and win it as the final tick final score, of the clock happens here on the 14. Viking Stadium scoreboard and that'll do it. Final Remember, score Valparaiso 14. 35 Mishawaka 14. We invite you to stay tuned our post game show is coming up next we'll do a quick recap of scoring statistics and have some other quick thoughts with Greg Smith. I'm Brian Miller Thanking you for tuning in. Stay tuned our post game show coming up next again our final Valparaiso 35 Mishawaka 14. You heard it on 96.1, WSBT, the sports leader.
2: Welcome to the Mishawaka Cavemen Post Game Show on 96.1, WSBT, the sports leader.
0: What is a swat, another white out near left, back to pass. Locker looking left, looking over the middle, throws over the middle. Nice. Pass is deflected out of the hands of Cooper Jones. What a hit by a caveman oh, defender. To think it was, was uh, number four, Jones. is that Kanan That would Jewett. be Kanan Jewett on that hit. Kanan Jewett with our Jays Crunchers potato chips, crunching tackle of the game, brought to you by Jays Crunchers potato chips. And Remember, if you want some real crunch for your next tailgate party or family gathering, pick up a bag of Jays Crunchers at your favorite local grocery store. Back here and welcome to our post-game show from Viking Field on the campus of Valparaiso High School with Greg Smith. I'm Brian Miller. Final score, Valparaiso with an impressive second half after a 7-6 ball game at half and a Little uh, cat-and-mouse game in the third quarter that saw us with a 14-14 tie. But Valparaiso finishes strong over the last 17, 18 minutes of this football game. And two Hayden Vineyard fourth-quarter to touchdowns put this game out of reach. It was 35-14, our final score. And this is Flat. a uh, gut-wrenching Texas moment Prince for these uh, caveman the coaches, ball. certainly their players, and particularly their seniors and their families of their senior players. Greg, your thoughts?
1: Well, it was better than last year. The Cayman uh, came out, and they went toe-toe. I thought the first half was a good football game for the Cayman. Second half, some adjustments were made on Balpo's side that were just better than the Caymans, and they uh, took the game over um, on paper. You know, the size of Valpo and the speed, um, I thought the Kidman did a nice job against them in the first half. But their strength and the, some of the size and depth that they had really took a toll on them in the third and fourth quarter, as you can see with the score. Greg,
0: one of the things that we heard Keith Kinder talk about in the pregame show, and it wasn't so much X's and O's, it was about growing up. Last year, when they played Valpo in a regional title game at Steel Stadium and lost 49-0. nothing. The game was over really within minutes into that football game. It was men against boys. I think the Cayman graduated to a lot of men on the field tonight because it was one heck of an effort by this k Cayman club and uh, you know, you, if you could just erase a couple of big yeah. plays here and there. Yep. Who knows where we're at right now, but uh, right now it is Valparaiso sharing hugs and high fives and celebrating a regional championship and adding a plaque to their sectional trophy and unfortunately. For this Cayman football program, they're going to pack away the equipment starting tomorrow and uh, start planning probably within a, a few hours for 2021.
1: Yeah, the K-men have a lot to be proud of. Like you said, a lot of teams coming out 0-3 uh, could have packed it in right there. And if you tonight we talked about, and we made note to talk about every time that we saw a senior... Uh, make a great play. But we also talked about some of them sophomores coming up for the men. So they do have some depth coming up. The cupboard's not bare for Keith Kinder and his crew. So uh, the future's probably pretty bright for the men.
0: There are no words that can really truly soothe the thoughts from a senior right now who just played his last down in his last moment. Eighteen seniors will turn the tassel officially later this summer for Mishawaka. Some will go on and wrestle or play basketball uh, this winter. Others will play baseball or run track or play golf and, and do their thing in the springtime, but there's something special about Friday nights and high school football in the city of Mishawaka, Indiana, and I know this community in the first year going to the Northern Lakes Conference and and uh, after that that rough start, we continue to say at 0-3, oh, but in the year of COVID, and the year in so many tragic things, you know, the, your head coach had COVID when the camp first opened. You lost a member of your community uh, with the Bush family and their tragic loss. And so many things that have happened, and with virtual learning and and an 0-3 oh, start, I could go on forever, yeah. and here they are. You know, one game, you know, if you could change a couple of plays here, we're still playing in, in maybe a seven-point football game, but still, you're a sectional champion. First time in school history you had a 3 as sectional champions in three straight years. All ironically, Keith Kinder's three years as head football coach. the The, the future is bright, but... That was one heck of a 2020 season and there's so much to be proud of
1: yeah there was there's a lot of adversity i I know the K Men staff because when i was on it we talked about what do you do when adversity strikes and you know uh (laughs) 2020 is an example of that for the kids um i'm really happy that they got some games in at the beginning of the season everyone didn't you know everyone had questions um if we're going to get to play a game uh, from week to week. Amen. We you know, we didn't know. Um, I know Mr. Fisher and I working at John Young together, he was looking at uh, statistics all the time, and he's holding his breath for every Friday because, he, you know, his boy being the quarterback, he wanted him to play. So it, it has been a rough year. Um, my heart goes out tonight, not just to the senior boys, but more so for the moms. The moms seem to always take it the hardest um the the mishawaka moms do a great job for this this football team they're a passionate bunch let me tell you (laughs) they are it's something special they do a lot for the kids and uh they really i know if you go down there right now you're going to see a lot of tears shed by the moms
0: no doubt about that. Greg, I'm going to let you go. I know it's been a cool night out here on the uh, <laughs> the upper peninsula of uh, of Viking Stadium, but thanks for pinch hitting and jumping in. Last call for uh, Vince DiDario, who uh, couldn't be with us at work tonight. Uh, it was a lot of fun working with you down at Warsaw. And... Uh, Certainly a lot of fun here tonight. A great season, and uh, I know while you're not on the sidelines each and every day, you're still a big part of this caveman football program and this tradition, so thank you.
1: Thank you, Brad. My pleasure.
0: It was a great job, and uh, that Herb Street nickname, <laughs> you know, talk to Calderoni. Maybe you can keep that for a while, yeah. but uh, what, a, what a great, great job. That is Greg Smith with color commentary and statistical help here tonight in this tough loss for the Mishawaka cavemen 35-14 to over or the Valparaiso Vikings, rather, over the Mishawaka Cayman. I have to do this. We're going to take a quick timeout, come back with some final thoughts and thank yous as we wrap up our high school football season here on WSBT. 96-1, the sports leader. Again, our final Valparaiso is a regional champion, defeating your Mishawaka Cayman, 35-14. You heard it right here on WSP. WSBT. <laughs> Back here to Valparaiso High School on our post-game show as we wrap things up in our broadcast season for high school football on WSBT. Uh, a final score tonight seeing Valparaiso improve to 8-0 on the season. They defeat the Mishawaka Cavemen 35-14. to This game was one that saw a scoreless first quarter take place, a 7-6 lead for Valparaiso going to the locker room at halftime. The ironic thing was how well Mishawaka played in that first half of play. In fact, really, other than 12 seconds, Mishawaka had controlled that entire first half of football, but a Tommy Burby 88-yard kick return after the Mishawaka score to make a 6-0 lead look very, very big at the 333 mark before halftime. Burby then 12 seconds later would return a kick. 88 yards for a score with a point after conversion would give Valpo the lead at 14-6. That was our halftime score. Valpo came out of the third quarter and took advantage of a early penalty on the opening second half kickoff. Went on a two-play 40-yard drive that would result in a 14-6 lead. And, of course... Uh, their running game was really, really tough. Uh, Tommy Burby, Hayden Vineyard, it was Burby early that scored the kick return, and then again on this touchdown that made it 14-6. Mishawaka's highlight of the night was a kick return at 11:04. We'd only played... Less than a minute of our third quarter and had two scores. One by Valpo and then the 95-yard kick return by Devon Parker. A little uh, showboating at the end. Uh, Certainly saw his team celebrate after the two-point conversion to tie this game at 14. But from that point on, Valparaiso was in control. Tommy... Burby would score his third touchdown of the night at the 4.18 mark to go in the third quarter. And then two fourth quarter touchdowns by Hayden Vineyard. One from seven yards on and another one from 27 yards away at the 9.11 mark and the 7.21 mark. Basically determine this football game. And Valparaiso would win it 35-2. 14. With the win, it is Valparaiso advancing to the semi-state next week. They will take on Zionsville, who surprised Fort Wayne Dwanger earlier this evening. And Mishawaka closes out their storybook season at seven wins and four defeats. Keith Kinder's ball club, uh, what a season. But in this 12th ever meeting between Valparaiso, they now fall to three... Check that one, two, three, four. Actually, four and eight now against Valparaiso all time, including one and two in postseason play. This is the third ever meeting in regional action, and certainly erasing a lot of bad taste from last year's 49 nothing loss and a 21-14 loss in 2010. But no doubt, a Valparaiso Viking team that is loaded with talent, size, and skills, and a uh, just a solid, solid. A complete football team. They get their ninth regional in school's history and uh, for the third time they will have uh, back-to-back regionals. In fact, now a three-peat of regional titles. 2018, 2019 and now in 2020 under head coach Bill Marshall. That's not shabby. And uh, they will look for their fourth semi-state championship next week and look for their second-ever state championship in high school football. Their other happened clear back in 1975 in Class 3A. But hey, just want to take a quick moment or two. Want to thank Uh, Coach Keith Kinder and his coaching staff and his kids, they are one heck of a product to follow here on the radio at WSBT. Uh, Sharing the uh, microphone on Friday nights with Sean Styers was a privilege, and uh, while Sean, Vince D'Addario, myself, and certainly uh, Greg Smith working with us tonight, uh, Scott Bova who worked with us earlier this season and throughout many, many years, along with uh, my old friend Bill Beck, and uh, others who have uh, joined us on the uh, airwaves here at WSBT. We want to thank them for their time. In particular, a big Big salute to Matt Embry back at our WSBT studios for spinning the dials, keeping us on the air. He and Jerry Janowski are a, a great team, uh, getting things lined up on Friday nights for high school football and all of our other Notre Dame coverages and sports coverages here. They do a job second to none. And, in fact, uh... Uh, special thanks to Matt Embry for so many years of great, great service for me and for our high school sports coverage here. One final time, it is Valparaiso winning 35-14, and I'm going to do something I don't do often, but we are going to salute the 18 seniors for Mishawaka High School football this year. Devon Parker, Connor Addison, Cole Inyard, Andrew Drew Mason, Colin Hayes, Tom Searfoss, Gavin Eggendorfer, Tyler Fair, Jordan Luva, Jason Nearing, Tyler Ackerley, Ethan Nowacki, Tyler Klein, Jaden Simak, Jason DeWilkins, Kayan Likes, Lucas Yohi, Elijah Marshall, and Bryce McDougal. These are the seniors. I hope I didn't miss anybody off the roster. Some you heard their names dozens of times each Friday night. Others, maybe that was the first time you heard their name uh, all season long other than maybe senior night. Those kids work hard, and the future is bright for Mishawaka High School football. We look forward to bringing you the action next season in 2021, and certainly we look forward to a, an exciting high school basketball season that will come just around the corner here as we turn the page through the Thanksgiving holiday into the month of December. But for Sean Styers and our WSBT sports staff, I want to thank you for being a part of our Friday nights on the radio, joining us uh, for the coverage. It's been a lot of fun carrying the caveman, and there's no better uh, coaching staff and no better group of kids than uh, the ones that wear maroon and white and roam the halls at Mishawaka High School. And we uh, certainly encourage everybody to stay caveman ready, stay strong, mask up, and let's get through this COVID-19. Because I can tell you, there's a softball coach at Mishawaka High School that's ready for a spring sport, and we're hoping that'll happen uh, soon enough. One more time, our final score, Valparaiso 35, Mishawaka 14. Uh, special thanks again to everyone and our, in particular our sponsors for making high school sports possible on the radio. Stay tuned. Matt Embry coming up next with an update on high school football and more on the U.S. Sidecrafter School Board. For Greg Smith, I'm Brian Miller bidding you a very pleasant good night from Valparaiso High School.
3: All right, Brian. Thank you very much. We continue with our post-game coverage. U.S. Signcrafters scoreboard. U.S. Signcrafters from custom signage and graphic needs to installation and service. U.S. Signcrafters has you covered. Well, it was a difficult start to the season for Mishawaka an 0 3 start. However, though a big bounce back, a sectional title, and nearly a regional title tonight, but unfortunately things did not work out as Valparaiso gets the 35 to 14 win tonight. Elsewhere in Class 5A, next up for the Valparaiso Vikings will be Zionsville. They come from behind to defeat Fort Wayne Bishop Winger 30 to 21. Zionsville hits a 22-yard field goal with two seconds left, then recovers a Dwanger fumble on the ensuing kickoff, returns that in for another touchdown. Hence the result, 30-21. Zionsville will face Valparaiso in the Northern Semi-State Finals next week in Class 5A. The Southern Semi-State, Indy Cathedral. No problems with Whiteland tonight with a 39-6 victory. Next up for them will be the Castle Knights. They crush... Jeffersonville, 49 7 So again in Class 5A, it will be Valparaiso against Sionsville, Indianapolis Cathedral against Castle. In Class 6A, what a battle going on at Rice Field. Derek Woods has just scored with 45 yards out, his second touchdown of the night. And the Manji Lions lead the Maryville Pirates with under 5 to play in regulation, 24-21. Winner of that game will take on the winner of Westfield and Homestead. This was a late starter due to some power outage problems in Westfield. It's been all Shamrocks though in the second half. In the third quarter, they lead Homestead by a count of 28 to nine. Southern half of Class 6A, Ben Davis, the Giants eliminate the Carmel Greyhounds tonight, 27-21, and their intercolastic or metropolitan interscholastic conference. Rivals. Center Grove will be in their next opponent as they shut out Warren Central 38 to nothing. Class 4A, three games have gone final. Hobart, an amazing performance against a Logansport Berries team that got past Culver Academy very easily last week. Well, Logansport is hammered tonight by the Hobart Brickies 45 to 14. Next up for Hobart will be the Marion Giants. Not to be confused with Mishawaka Marion, but this is the Marion Giants in Eastern Indiana, Northeast Indiana, and they get past East Noble tonight in Kendallville, 28 to 20. Bottom half of the draw, Ron Colley, the Rebels trying to get their first title in over 10 years. They defeat Mount Vernon Fortville tonight, 35 to 14. Their opponent, well, it's a battle right down to the wire with three minutes to play in regulation. Evansville Central and Mooresville. Are tied at 34 apiece. Class 3A all Mishawaka Marion tonight as they crunch Calumet 56 to nothing. Next up for them, though, a tough test. They will take on the Indianapolis Bishop Shattard Trojans. They hold off Fort Wayne Concordia tonight 28 to 18. So two powerhouses in Class 3A in that northern semi state final. In the southern half, Well, that will be determined tomorrow as two games will be on the docket. Danville against Sullivan, Southridge against Lawrenceburg. Class 2A, Pioneer holds off Andrean 24-21. So Pioneer, who a couple years ago won the A title, heads to semi-state in Class 2A where they will also have a tough test ahead of them. Fort Wayne, Bishop Lures will be next for them as they... Get past Tipton on the road tonight, 36-17. Bottom half of Class 2A, Western Boone. The Stars get the victory over Heritage Christian tonight, 42-27. And currently in progress in the fourth quarter, evansville Day leads Triton Central, 13-6. And then finally in Class A, Lafayette Central Catholic comes from behind to defeat Winnemac tonight, 37-32. Also in Class A, Covenant Christian, a winner over South Putnam, 48-7. It's been a high-scoring battle between two of the top three teams in this state in Class A. Number one, South Adams, in the fourth quarter, leads number three, Southwood, 48-35. And also in the fourth quarter, West Washington has scored 22 unanswered and leads north Decatur by a count of 30. 14. So, again, the local teams of note, Mishawaka falls to Valparaiso 35-14. Elkhart late fourth quarter leads Merrillville 24-21. That's about with five minutes to go in that contest. And, again, Mishawaka-Marion defeats Calumet tonight 56 to nothing. Next up for them will be Indianapolis bishop Chatard next Friday. Big thank you, as always, to everyone for listening tonight. Also to... Brian Miller, Sean Styers, and all of our analysts this season on Mishawaka Cayman football, powered by Midland Engineering, and also to Jerry Janowski, assisting me in the U.S. SignCrafters scoreboard studios. Of course, U.S. SignCrafters, from custom signage and graphic needs to installation and service, U.S. SignCrafters has you covered. Don't forget, we are getting closer and closer to Mishawaka basketball season, and we will have... As many games as we could possibly air for you during the boys' and girls' seasons for the second year in a row. Again, stay tuned to Beat for information on scheduling of broadcasts. Once again, the final score, Valparaiso 35, Mishawaka 14. Until the start of basketball season, I'm Matt Embry signing off. Thank you for listening to Mishawaka Cayman Football, powered by Midland Engineering on WSBT South Bend. Until next fall, good night from (laughs) Mishawaka.
2: been listening to Mishawaka Cavemen Football, powered by Midland Engineering Company, completing their first century of quality roofing experience. Mishawaka Cavemen Football was also presented by School City of Mishawaka, growing leaders in a culture of excellence, the Mishawaka Way, and the Mishawaka Education Foundation, granting a better future. The Mishawaka Cavemen are also presented by Barnabys of Mishawaka, BSN Sports, Edward Jones, Industrial Tour of Northern Indiana, Jay's Cruncher's Potato Chip. Kevin Potts with First Midwest Mortgage, Curse Outdoor Living, Monterey, Mexican Barn Grill, REMAX 100, Food Bank of Northern Indiana, and by U.S. Sign Crafters. Thank you for listening to k In Football on 96 1 WSBT, the sports leader.